I mean, we could probably dig in the archives and just like think about um, like, class like, together and everything. I know. I was like, well, do you uh, want to talk about the fact that that Dave only started to be emailing me in Billy Idol lyrics after? <laughs> <laughs> That is. Should we, should we talk insane. about our emotional connection to Billy Idol and each other? Yeah, I literally, yes, absolutely. I literally, every time I see something Billy Idol related, the first thing I think about is you two. Because it, it used to be a big joke with my friends to talk about White Wedding and to play White Wedding in the car. And I don't even think about my lifelong friends anymore. <laughs> if I see Billy Idol, I think about Rylan specifically pointing out in the music video. He was like, "You see that guitarist? He was with him for years." And I was like, "Why the fuck do you know that?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh I always gosh. think about, I have a very random video of him playing it on the big screen. And as I, I pan over and Riley's going, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Ralphie is going like this. And as I pan over, you were just sitting there like lean all the way back, like playing the guitar. You look so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like the What's, funniest video. It's it like sucks. it perfectly describes what happened. <laughs> It sucks Honestly. that we had no contact with Nadav because I would have fucking loved if he was I know. Too, yes. Oh, what a I mean, the four of us were just like. Remember at first I was like, who the fuck is he? Why is he sitting with us? I was just upset. Like you guys sat and I had like a seat yeah. to put my shit on. And I was like, hell yeah, yeah dude, let's go. And, now you, and then you didn't, but now you do again. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he came I, in and he completed us. Yeah. Once I had he the seat. Yeah. We didn't once know had, it. Yeah. Once I had oh, the empty seat back, I was like, I'd rather have Nadav. Yeah. <laughs> honestly i miss that man. no yeah every time i hear like anything billy idol or you know white wedding in, in particular i just think of dave Legend. yeah dave yeah oh. it's like the only thing i think he correlates with me like i walked in like the first week that we were building the instrument and he like pulled out all his vinyls and he's like i don't have a billy idol one and i was like that's okay <laughs> It's probably because of the whole rib fest story that you told him. That's oh, yeah, what he, I know. He just remembers that. He's, like, emailing me about that, too. He was like, wasn't he supposed to play at the new Lennox? And I was like, well, he didn't because, you know, COVID. Oh, darn. Um, was that, like, well, that was legendary because, like, he actually extended that break to just watch Billy Idol music videos. Yeah. Like, honestly, we, we skipped class because Dave listened in on us dicking around. Yeah, once, literally. <laughs> once. He was like, I'm going to play White Wedding because they had said it. And then he was like, yeah. maybe um, we'll just, maybe we'll just let the auto play on YouTube. Keep yeah. going. <laughs> and it, it started with White Wedding. And you're like, okay, cool. We listened to White Wedding. Now we'll get back to class maybe. Nope. Rebel Yell comes straight yeah. on. Yeah. And he leaves it on like, and we're like, okay. And everybody just sitting there like peacefully enjoying it. Because it's yeah. good. <laughs> right. Dancing with myself next. Yeah. Yeah. Thing? I absolutely. think so. I think, sure so. I think he did like favorite. four songs just flat out. And then we were like, no, yeah, we have to get back in the yeah. class. And then he's like, okay, maybe we should get back to the lab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were all every- like eating espresso beans and yeah, watching every- Billy Idol. Everyone in right. the class that was not you guys, Nadav or Dave, I was just like, whatever. No, actually, there were two people that I had to work with once because we had three people. And I was yeah, like, we mm-hmm. split up. Yeah, we split yeah, up. I remember that. Yeah. They, were, they were pretty chill. I don't remember their names, but they were cool. <laughs> I, 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 I like... I vividly remember that one time that that kid that was sitting behind us, I mean, no, no offense to that kid. He didn't really do anything no, to us, but he like, <laughs> <laughs> no. he just, he was listening. <laughs> Clearly he was like eavesdropping. I was like, damn, it turned around. And he was like, I don't even remember what he said to you, Ralphie, he, but. He, he, no, I heard him say to his partner, did, did he just hit a tuning fork with his head? And I didn't try <laughs> to sound aggressive, but apparently I sound aggressive. Screaming, oh, you did. Hey, we yeah. do you this did. differently over here. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> 
but I meant to sound like I was joking around, but apparently I sounded genuinely angry. You sounded so loud. You sounded so passive aggressive. And you were, and you, the way you were sitting, you were standing there too, as you were like this, and you like turned your head so fast. You're like, mind your fucking business. Did yeah, I you spun. Hair? You spun so fast. Your hair, hair moved. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you did. For some reason, uh, I started wearing pigtails because people told me I came off as like really angry and stuff. And I was like, I'm not. I'm like fucking chilling. And I was like, maybe this will yeah. make me more approachable, you know? Mm-hmm. So that probably didn't help. I probably looked extra mad then. Yeah. I think okay. even your pigtails would have looked mad. Yeah. Even if you had that man, I think it still would have been. Oh, yeah. Remember, this is weird, but that kid's last name, because I remember when we started to get on Zoom, I, I would like look at that kid and be like, fuck you. No, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just like saw it. His last name was the last name of my um, grade school principal, and that lady was also a bitch. So it's like. <laughs> it just, we're like it, you were like, something's going wrong it here. It must be genetic. Like, <laughs> that last name just not minding your own business uh, i don't know hey there's so much in the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I just want to like just like start like selling out and being like speaking of names uh the soundtrack of our lives now on apple music podcast <laughs> just just keep plugging the show that i'm on like oh bless your soul <laughs> please do that oh that'd be wonderful <laughs> Dude, I told my mom, my mom loves podcasts. She was like, what you doing tonight? Because usually my girlfriend will come over and eat dinner with us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Lizzie's not coming over. I'm, I'm doing a podcast with my friend. She was like, you're going to be on a podcast? And I was like, yeah, mom. <laughs> she was like, what's the name of it? And I told her. So I think she's going to go back and listen to the cat. Listen to some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make my whole family and all my friends listen to it. Oh, dude, I'm going to fucking promote Yay. the shit out of this on Instagram, dude. Absolutely. Yes. Anything for you, Ryan. <gasps> yes. Thank you both. I love you both. Oh. <laughs> My heart. Well, I've listened to it before. It's it's a good show. I yeah, mean, it is. I I too show. have listened. Thank to you. It. I I mean, I I just have fun with it. That's pretty much what it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Soundtracks of Our Lives. I'm Rylan, here again, and today we have my two favorite people. There's so much fun to be around. Um, so yeah, today we have Janie Schmidt. Hello. And we have Ralphie Serfico with us. Hello, thanks for having us. <laughs> I have known these two only a semester. We had one class together. That one class changed everything, and now we're just, you know, a band of years just having fun with each other. So before we start, I'm going to give you two the chance to formally introduce yourself to our listeners. So whoever wants to go first, just go for it. All right. uh, So my name is Ralphie, a.k.a. Moosin, a.k.a. Breadgetter, a.k.a. Young Eczema. I go by a variety of names. 
Um, but most people just call me Ralphie. I call myself the latter three. Uh, I love music. That's like my favorite thing. Uh, I, I mean, I'd hope so if I was on this show, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, when I was in high school, people would ask me what I wanted to do. And I would say graphic design because adults don't really understand that. So you could say, oh, I'm going into graphic design. And they think that like, you'll have a career. But like, I didn't want to do that. I was just like, you know, I have no idea what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd always liked music a lot. But especially in high school, it grew on me. I remember I, I, I wanted a strap for my bass to play bass standing up. And uh, I, the, the, the way I got to do it, or I got to get the strap, the guy was like, you have to do sound for my show and like help out the sound people. So I had to like basically be his roadie for a day just at one show so I helped him out and then afterwards I was just sitting in the sound booth and just like watching them work on the board and stuff I was like dude I would love to do that so then I went to Columbia and in my time there I met Rylan and uh we had a blast for half of a semester in person Mm -hmm. and half a semester digitally talking uh shit about everybody else on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and here I am now (laughs) That's pretty much it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally it. <laughs> so I guess I'll, it's my turn. Um, I'm Janie. I don't know if music is my favorite thing in the world, Ralphie. I'm so sorry to disappoint. Um, I'm a film major. I was, we just we just all happen to be in that science of musical instruments together. But music is a big deal in my life. I've been playing instruments since I was like seven, I think. Started playing the guitar. I had a little baby guitar. Wasn't very good at it. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Not for me. But <laughs> it did lead on to other things. I played a saxophone in high school. And I play the piano. Still do. So, you know, that went on. I mean, Ralphie already told the story of how we all met. So welcome. I guess that's it about me. Yeah. Um, it was just your regular semester turned upside down by COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was half in person, well, most of it in person and then some of it digitally, but it brought us together. Yeah, yeah. During those weeks that we were in person, like I had never grown close to anyone that quick. And, and I, like, mean, yeah. I mean, you guys know I'm, I'm fucking weird. So in like all my other classes, I felt like a really big outsider and like, you know, people treated me weird because I acted weird. I'm not going to act like that was stupid, but you too. Not to get too sentimental, you guys were the first people to be very accepting and uh, put up with me for four hours because that was a long class. It was like four hours. That was, that was a four-hour class. Yeah, so I was appreciative of that, and I had the most fun goofing around with you guys during that class. And and like you would think, I would have the most fun in my major classes, but in the gen ed, I had the time of my life. So yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I will say that that like same thing as what Rylan said, like some of my friends from school now that like I would consider some of my good friends that we might have had a class together to it it took either the whole semester or us having multiple classes together for us to like start actually being friends and it was like with you guys it's just like I would have put you guys on my list of like friends from school immediately like that second week of school it was like oh yeah 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 Literally, I don't even know how we just sat together one like the first week it's chance. And that was it. Literally. Yeah. If we, if we all did it. I like walked in and some of the other places were full. And I think Rylan, I feel like you were the third one to come in. I feel like Ralphie was sitting there. And I then I probably was. In. I think I walked I, in I was, that day. I was definitely first sitting there looking like yeah, a dune. I, and I believe Rylan was late. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just remember coming in and like looking and 
and David had said like, oh, only three people or like try to do two or three. So then I like looked at the back too and there was already people sitting. So I was like, oh, I'll just sit in the front. It's fine because I'm blind anyway. So I need to be close to the board. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll just sit here. worked out in retrospect. Yeah. And right. I, I think the biggest shame is that we never got to have our fight that we planned. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was oh, thinking about no. that. So sad. Yeah. yeah. Little background, Janie and Ralphie were supposed to fight yeah there's a um, very big i was but it never happened. yeah rylan would profit off of it yeah yeah, we, yeah a little bit of background is that ralphie and i uh bickered like siblings <laughs> yeah b- before <laughs> the, the show started time. rylan was like guys please just you know and we uh he paid he paid us both handsomely to just get along for the next few <laughs> the next few he hours said if you two so. could just act like normal human beings for yeah. one minute just be civilized damn uh, ha, ha. janie's a good friend of mine haha ha. <laughs> just let us have one nice thanksgiving dinner guys one Please. nice one nice conversation of the soundtracks of our lives now on uh, apple Podcasts. Uh, where else do you put podcasts on <laughs> spotify a spotify, too. spotify i wasn't even listening to it on i spotify. listened to it on spotify Wait, what am i saying amazon I podcasts that's a amazon. new thing and it, wow. and they amazon broadcast reached out to me yeah so there yeah, you go i like it that's good, dude. Well, we got that out of the way. As you both know, and as Ralphie shamelessly plugged in, this is the soundtracks of our lives. And basically, we're going to talk about the timeline of your lives through music. So, you know, earliest memories of music and what you were listening to then. I'm going to move through the years up to the present, talk about what you're listening to now. So to start off, Let's go back in time. So set the scene for me. Talk about what you were listening to at the time, what you were influenced by, pretty much who or what influenced you in developing your music taste during your earliest memories and during your childhood. Again, whoever wants to go first. So if you want my earliest memory of music, because this relates to that, mm-hmm. the earliest memory I have of like music, music is I don't know how old I was, but I was like young, young. And I was sitting and I was coloring with crayons where my mom worked. Like I didn't have preschool or whatever. So she brought me into work with her. And she was just like, she had like her iPod playing and 21 Guns by Green Day came on. And I didn't like, I didn't understand music. So I remember I had a box of crayons and I was coloring and I was like, mom, what's this? And she was like, this is Green Day. And I had the crayons in front of me. And in my child brain, I was like, so logically, there's a band called Blue Day. There's a band called Yellow Day. There's a band called Red Day. There's a band called Purple Day. And I'm just going through the crayons. I wonder what this band is like, Red Day. They got to be crazy. They got to be better than the green ones. <laughs> and I think that's significant because my mom is totally, where like, not that my dad doesn't like music, but my dad never seeks it out. If music is playing, he's cool with it. But my mom... And it kind of reminds me of myself. I'm a lot like my mom, in case I didn't make that clear. Um, in like high school and grade school and stuff, like she didn't care about really anything, but music was cool to her. So it's like, I related to that because like everything is lame besides music. Like that's the coolest thing that there is. Most of the stuff I liked growing up and even now is stuff that she showed to me. I had a little period where I was like, stuff my mom likes is lame. I'm cool. I, I like stuff that I like. But then once I got out of that little phase, I realized, dude, some days I just want to listen to George Michael, like on repeat, you know? Honestly. 
That's Absolutely. And whatever my mom was listening to, because there is some stuff that she doesn't like now that she liked, but I still like because she would play it around me when I was a kid, like Green Day. Like she doesn't really like Green Day anymore. But mm-hmm. when I was like 13, like that was one of my favorite bands. So yeah, absolutely. My mom influenced my music taste and why I love music so much today. I had a similar experience, I think, um, except I don't know if I ever had a, I don't like what my parents listen to because I've all my entire life have described to be like my parents, even now today. I'd be like, oh, I just want to be cool like my mom and dad. I brought that up the other day. I was like, I wish I could be cool like you guys. And they were like, maybe you are cool. And I was like, <laughs> no, not like you guys. <laughs> no. The first memory I ever had, sim- very similar, Ralphie. We're, Ralphie, maybe we really are siblings. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Um, no, I, I moved out. My family's originally from the like Waukegan Gurney area. We moved out to the suburbs um my parents just wanted to get like a townhouse and me and my sister were going to go to a school that they was like you know pretty good or whatever we moved out there and it was between the time that I was turning three and four and so there was a period of time where like my sister was going to school she's seven years older than me so she would have been 11 at the time she was going to school my dad was at work my mom stayed home and took care of me and I must have been like four and we were like unpacking the house and I just remember as we were unpacking the house she was like listening to the Ramones and it was like it's like the first and I don't even remember the specific song I mean who knows what it, it could have been any of them but because I'm sure we were just playing a CD or maybe a vinyl who knows but I just remember like being little and like I don't know probably pretending I was helping put something away but I was four so I was useless <laughs> I'm sure but but like I just remember like you know her like dancing around the kitchen or around the living room or something like putting stuff away and it's like a crazy memory to me. I, I have a Ramon shirt that I, when I was little, like I have like a picture of me when I was three, like wearing a Ramon shirt and I still have it somewhere. It's like tucked away, folded up. I'll turn it into something someday. Who knows? I'll be that that's white awesome. woman. I like quilts it or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's like the first memory I have. And my parents definitely like influenced everything that I listen to and everything I still listen to. They like constantly tell, we, we have this uh, family Spotify and we, um, it like does that auto creates a playlist on like what you guys are all listening to. Mm-hmm. And so we all listen to that, but then it, be, it gets ridiculous because we're all listening to the same things all the time. So then it's just like, you could have just called that like a your daily playlist and it would have been like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. fine. If you yeah. call it a family one, it's not much different. Right. It's but all repeats. I also, yeah, literally, I also, my sister is seven years older than me and I definitely wanted to be just like her when I was little. And so anything that she was listening to was cool to me, including the bad stuff. You know, like when she was in the shitty boy bands, when she was like 14 and I was seven. Yeah, that was it. That was it for me. But she got older and Rylan, we already talked about this a little bit. Um, she had like got into some of those like alternative British bands. Mm-hmm. She, she liked the, the Mystery Jets and oh, the Kooks. Yes. And like early Arctic Monkeys, and I remember yeah. being like, "Oh, I have to, I have to listen to that too." And now I still am very big fans of all those. And her music taste has changed, but that has stuck with me. So yeah, that's weird because I had like the opposite. Like I, whatever my mom listened to, I would be down with. But the stuff that my sister liked, I was like, "No way, that's lame. I hate it." And it's and it's weird because I'm like going back to some of the stuff, and it's like. My sister used to love My Chemical Romance. And for years, I was like, that band sucks. I, I've already listened to them. I heard it all the time from my sister. Why should I? And when I uh, started uh, dating the girl I'm dating now, she's a very big fan of them. Uh, she put on some MCR. And I'm sitting there listening to uh, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. And I'm like, damn, this kind of 
this is kind of good. <laughs> and uh, I became such a fan that I bought tickets to the Riot Fest that didn't happen specifically because I wanted to see my chemical romance. I know. So now I'm coming around next year. Yeah, I know. Now I'm coming around to some of the stuff that my sister liked. Yeah. But that's interesting. Rylan, what about you? I think what that my it? sister wanted to be like, like my parents too. So then oh, it was just okay. like another pass off. I see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Right. God, I mean, it's so interesting because I mean, I do say this all the time on the show, but your earliest memories of music and your earliest music tastes, they're always just influenced by your parents. It's basically because you're not conditioned to like explore on your own. You're basically listening to whatever your parents are listening to or whoever around you is listening to. And, you know, that's how you get the wheel spinning. And then as you grow older, you have more liberty to explore more styles and genres and artists of your own. And Ralphie, I think that's where, you know, those rebellious, like, teenage years. Yeah, like, we especially do because we have the internet. You know, you think, like, for, like, for our parents, like they would have to get a job and buy a CD. But for yeah. us, I was freaking 10 years old Googling Blink-182, like Enema of the State full album free on YouTube, you know? Exactly. And like, sorry, Blink-182, I, I didn't pay for your music back then. No. I, I still don't pay for it, actually. But, <laughs> but like, I have a funny story about yeah. that. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, no, but I don't like, yeah, like, for us, it was, it's even easier. I feel like we earlier than most broke off like our generation earlier than most broke off from oh right parents, like, because, because of the, the accessibility Definitely. yeah yeah my um my dad who as i said has good music taste was in a band when he was younger but he um went out he my his family owned a grocery store and where they were from and he had to work there like when he was 12 like you know they kind of paid him like under the table whatever didn't very really pay him well because his parents owned it so they didn't yeah. care also it was the 80s so yeah and he um, would save up his money and he bought a Billy Idol cassette tape. That's so sick. And his mom, oh. his mom and dad were a, a bit more, still are, you know, like kind of stereotypical conservative type stuff. You know, that was like a, like a very like movie, like rebellion. You know, he, he wanted to get the Billy Idol uh, cassette tape that had swears or what, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And his mom threw it away. Oh no. And he's so mad about it. He's still it's mad awful. about it now. You know, he's like, I bought that and, you know, even that. How do you and, like, throw out Billy Idol? Exactly. That's what yeah, I'm that's saying. Like, like for us, like who cares? You know, we could have looked up anything and our parents could have cleared the search history or blocked something and then it's like, I'll just go to another computer and do it. Like who cares? Exactly. And he, he would have had to go out and buy it. I think he did. He had to go out and buy another tape. That's like, it's like wild because my mom, she told me this years ago and I asked her about it, but she denies it. But she told me it like a bunch of times that when she was a kid, her my grandpa wouldn't have wanted her to go to concerts. So she lied about what she was doing one night to go to a U2 concert with her friends. And I was like, dude, that's like really cool. Like lying to go to a U2. Like I don't even like U2 that much, but that's like an awesome story. To tell. I mean, just the lying. Yeah. Is... But then but then I guess my grandpa came around to it and he took her and my uncle to see um, Motley Crue. And he like, my grandpa, his, when he was still like a, a man that was like capable, apparently pushed through the entire crowd and pushed them to the very front and like just pushed nice. everybody out of the way. And I was like, dude, that's the oh coolest thing Oh my God, absolute thing legend. Ever. That is dope. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's just so interesting. 
even like our version of rebellion is so different it is as far as music music taste or movies or that you know it's it's easy it's easy Mm -hmm. can't deny that you know what i would do because like i was afraid that like my mom would like get mad at me i would go to the library because libraries used to have cds they like don't anymore at least the ones that i go to and i would get Oh, really? Mine doesn't. So yeah. I would get like Blink-182 and Green Day and all these like punk band CDs, pop punk bands. Uh, I would get Gorillaz a lot too and Cage the Elephant. And I would mm-hmm. get these CDs and I'd run home because I had a little computer and I would load them in and download them onto the computer. And I now know that that's like stealing. Like I didn't pay oh, for that music. Yeah, that's 100%. But, like, that's illegal. But, but they totally enabled it. Like what... Yeah. Is the librarian going to be like, did you listen to that in the car? No. Like, no. I do. You know, but I would be so nervous because I'd be like, oh, my mom's going to get mad. But then that's when I realized that my mom was cool because one day she like found a bunch of them and she was like, did you buy these? And I was like, no, they're from the library. And she's like, oh, okay. Just like make sure they're not late. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> my mom's not mad. <laughs> Dude, that's golden. Oh, I know. It's so, no, you know what's interesting too? So we're talking about accessibility, right? with music now and everything it's so funny because everyone's moving back into like the analog styles and but now like the research process is so much more different because you'll find a couple songs that you like or i mean it's rare that you find a whole album of songs that you like but if you do you actively seek out you know the cd version the vinyl version or the cassette and stuff like that it's so weird yeah in one of my classes we were talking about that we are the most like critical generation of music because of how accessible, like, like for our parents, if they bought a CD and they didn't like it, that was it. They weren't going to get their money back. So they just had to force themselves. Well, let me find something I like, but for us, we stream a song for 15 seconds and we're like, this is terrible. And then we just like move on to the next thing. And then like, I'm not vibing by the first minute. Next. When we finally find something we like, we're like, okay, where can I get the CD of this? You know? Yeah, it's wild. I just, not that long ago, not that terribly long ago, at least, I was watching a movie which ended up being, it's my favorite book, it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies, whatever. It's called Sweet Francais. The movie's not that great, whatever, but um, the movie soundtrack and the score, fantastic to die for, has a great piano bit and I wanted to learn it. And so I was like, oh my God, I just love it so much. And and I have the things I like to read and Whenever I find a good a movie, a good movie version of a book and that has a good score, I always, if I ever reread that book, I'll like put that music on while I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. And that's just like something that I do. So I have like those albums saved on my Spotify, you know, in like a special little place in case I'm reading something that, you know, yeah. has a good score. So as always, I hopped on Spotify and I was like, oh, let me just pull that up. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it on Apple Music. Couldn't find it. You know, it was nowhere. And I was like, what world am I living in that I can't? I can't find this movie so I went on eBay and I like scoured some random guy and it was selling a disc version on eBay for like four bucks in Europe not even in this uh, country and so I bought it and then I brought I ran to my parents room because their desktop could play uh has disc mine doesn't so I had to run and you know download it to iTunes and I remember my dad coming home and be like what are you doing and I was like I have to download the CD and he's like why are you buying a CD? And I was like, because I couldn't find it on any of the streaming services. He's like, wow, you're really living in the old days. <laughs> it's so funny. We're just like moving backwards Absolutely. where that's concerned. But I mean, I love it because moving backwards with that is incredible. 
dude i I'd like i love cassette tapes so that's like my favorite thing me oh, and my yeah. friend we have a little like company where i'm not gonna plug it but we like make cassette tapes so it's like the best thing ever because it's like dude like people care you know dude you should so, plug it oh yeah um, plug it rat tapes well the only no, no, plug we... it the same way plug it the same way that you've been oh. plugging the podcast get real close uh this is uh ralph Mr. pico representing rat tapes r-a-t-t-a-p-e-s dot com uh you know like yeah. regular english you know Dude, like no, regular rat with the regular tapes, tapes. <laughs> you know how they have like brass knuckles i'm gonna tape cassette tapes to my hands and just just oh just lay down on you dude <laughs> that's what the fight that's what the fight's gonna entail yeah she's gonna she's gonna put cds in between her knuckles and yeah i'm gonna <laughs> get the cds the french soundtracks oh my yeah. goodness <laughs> i'm gonna have to contact that guy on ebay and ask him if he sells nine more, <laughs> nine more. <laughs> i love it this is perfect we have talked a lot about how we've been doing in the present and everything so i'm gonna save that for later actually because i think we have a lot more to say on that but yeah i'm gonna steer us back into the past and ask if there were any other influences you know anyone else other than like immediate family or i think places could you know enhance the music and like pretty much set a memory of music in your mind i think music has that quality to transport you to any place um so what i wanted to ask is were there any places like that for you or was there any other person that i mean heavily influenced your taste in music you can talk about you know artists and like famous people too yeah definitely um my friend julia who is actually my partner for rat tapes the mm-hmm. the other co-owner of rat tapes because with music for the most part like i'll listen to stuff my mom likes or i would besides that like a lot of the times I look up to people with stuff. So like when I was a kid, if my cousin thought a video game was cool, I'd want to play that game. If my cousin thought a comic was cool, I'd want to read that comic. But with music, it was always like, I like this. I'm going to listen to it. I don't like this. I'm not going to listen to it. But my friend Julia, we've always been very on the same page where it's like, even to this day, we'll just send each other stuff. Have you heard this? Have you heard this? Have you heard this? Ever since we were kids, I have this awesome memory because we were... I was really big into Blink-182 and she was really big into Green Day. So we were like best friends. Mm -hmm. Still one of my closest friends. And I remember we had this notebook, you know, or the school would give you like a planner notebook. And we were writing back and forth in the notebook, just passing it to each other, like the lyrics to like Blink-182 songs. And we would just do it. Just keep writing Blink-182 lyrics because like what? Class was stupid. We didn't want to pay attention. Mm -hmm. But like ever since we were kids, she would send me stuff. I would send her stuff like just being like little babies with an iPod touch and messaging on Snapchat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the most, and then that's like, that's when I would right after school, I would go to the library and get CDs and stuff and download them. It was, it was so much fun. Yeah. And basically steal. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I was like seven. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we didn't know. I wasn't better. seven. I was definitely like 13. <laughs> like, were you going to the library by yourself when you were seven? No. I was, I mean, that, that's old. good on you for going to the library alone at seven, but <laughs> no, no way. No, I did not. <laughs> I shamelessly will say that I think I'm the friend that people get Dang. music from. I shamelessly will say that because I don't really think that a lot of my friends have like influenced what Dang. I listen to. I feel like I influence that. what they listen to. Which, honestly, I'm going to make them all listen to this, and they're probably not going to deny it, because it's, it's the <laughs> truth. But I will say that um, more recently, at least, or, like, within the last 10 years, I guess, um, 
I was in band. I said that I played the saxophone. Um, I don't know. Ralphie, you were in band, right? Uh, not until not until high school and uh okay. it's not really like a, a good memory because in high school people just like doubted me musically because like I joined later and I was like leave me alone they let yeah. me join like I, I'm I could be yeah. here yeah mm-hmm. oh we had a beginner band for that so that people could and then they would like jump up if they started but Rylan were you did you, you didn't play instruments like that did you um I played instruments I just wasn't in band you weren't in band like that I mean I once I moved here like the only thing I did musically apart from, you know, playing guitar by myself and everything, our school had like a rock band technically, like our yeah. orchestra and guitar teacher. He had this idea to put this rock band together, you know, get like guitarists and like, you know, find mm-hmm. a drummer from band, find singers from the choir or whatever. And, you know, we just formed this band. I started playing in that band my junior year. Um, it had been going on for quite a while, so it was a lot of like changing around, of yeah, and everything. It was like that's so cool, around, though. Insane, but yeah, I mean that was pretty much my first experience like playing with other people. And yeah, my school definitely wasn't cool enough to do something like that. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, no, it was. Super was it? New, but was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it still like cool? Oh, absolutely. Like, or was it? Okay, I didn't know if you're. I don't know if you're gonna end that with like, oh yeah, I was in it, but it was like lame. <laughs> No, no, no. It was super fun. Like we, I mean, we had so much fun. We, you know, we would pick out our songs. To, like it would mainly, it was mainly covers and everything, but we would pick out our songs to play. Um, think about yeah. what we wanted to play and everything. I think the first, the song I had to audition with was Can't Stop by the Chili Peppers. It's yeah. a great song. Yeah, it's a great it's a song. song. So I had it's to. A, that's one of their best. Exactly. No, I had to audition with that. And, you know, I got in with that. Um, our school would host a battle of the bands. So we'd had different bands that come out and play and everything. And our band was on the bill. We had to create a set list. I remember this is like my first time playing in front of an audience too. So like this was my favorite memory because I think it was the moment that really cemented that I really thought this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Pretty much we were on the bill. We made a set list up and it was all like old tunes and like we played Can't Stop again. We played Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. We played Just a Girl by No Doubt. So like it was all over the I place. Love that song. Oh my it God. is such a good I'm song. I'm sorry. Dude, I bought Tragic Kingdom on CD for 99 cents. Oh, that's Best. a uh, Back to back. It's so good. It's so mm-hmm. good. Absolutely. No, but yeah, that was pretty much my favorite memory. And then, you know, we'd play other gigs here and there and everything. I think pick out new songs and everything. But what was your band called? we didn't have a name we were just like you know we were just like we were just so a band. Tune- yeah we were just so in tune musically and we were just like having fun playing and everything we never thought of a band name that's awesome rylan maybe you can attest to this there is a beauty and euphoria you can attest to the fact playing the song that you auditioned on is such an amazing experience like there's no good way to explain this and this like goes back to what i was talking about because i was big in jazz bands okay Mm -hmm. i was and i guess you guys probably didn't you didn't have this experience because you didn't play like a music like in the you know in the regular like marching band jazz band stuff but in you know orchestra band we you always have like the breakdown so there's like the concert band and you know everybody at least in my school had to do that and then the like pit and the marching band and uh, the pep band and the jazz band were all like optional extracurricular right. things that would meet after school. So 
everybody was in concert band together, but not everybody did everything else. And also not everybody played instruments that could be, you know, the, the flutes didn't get to be in jazz band because there wasn't any flutes. So yeah, it kind of became, you know, it was kind of a thing that there's like, you're usually good at one. If you, if you do all of them, you know, you're usually pretty good at one. And even the people that are the best, like one you know more than the other and Mm -hmm. me and my my best friend who he still is my best friend we both played the tenor saxophone we were always like neck and neck but for some reason one of us was always better at jazz band and one of us was always better at concert band Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that by high school I was the one that was better at jazz band and he was always better at concert band and it was very fitting because then like I was at first chair in jazz and he was first chair in concert we like could never really be angry at each other because we like were pretty even and I just enjoy jazz more. And um, I just remember like when you had to audition on some of those pieces and then you ended up playing that piece on the concert, it was like, there was something so like power, like empowering about like, oh, this is the song that I like cried over that I spent weeks oh, trying to absolutely. perfect thinking that I was, you know, and then finally you're like the one performing it and everybody's clapping for you and, you know, your director is proud of you or whatever. And you're right. like, oh my God, it finally Dude, worked that, out. That is literally, so I, I did play in jazz band. I started playing bass at the end of my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Then that summer I had that experience where I worked in like a pit and I did sound for a show for one show. And I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, I need to take music way more seriously. Cause I played piano growing up, fell out of it. I played drums, fell out of it, played guitar for a year, fell out of it. Yeah. And I had a friend, I, I'm not really cool with him anymore. So fuck that guy. But <laughs> uh, he wanted to start a blues group and he was like, you should play bass. And I was like, I never really thought about it. And he was like, you have the personality of a bassist. You do. Uh, quick disclaimer. I, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm like a crackhead. <laughs> yes, you do. Wall, but I, I, no, I guess I kind of am quiet, line. mellow. Yeah. When I talk, yeah. I don't. But in general, I do. <laughs> but they were like, jazz band, there was a kid playing bass there, dear friend of mine. Uh, I'll leave it at that. No, I won't. I'll, I'll explain later. But uh, he's not showing up. Like he just stopped showing up. He comes when he wants to. Mm-hmm. You should come do it. Now, keep in mind, I had very limited music theory knowledge. I took bass lessons for one summer and that was it. I didn't have time to after school because I was working and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, fucking, I want to do it. I'll do it. Let me try at least. And it was terrifying. I, I couldn't follow the sheet music, but then they introduced me to like, well, fuck the sheet music. You play bass, walk. And I was like, what the fuck's that? They're like, here yeah. are the chords, play a walking bass line in between it. They were like, here, they gave me the guitar sheet music. They were like, these are the chords that the rhythm section's playing. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about the notes on there. Just yeah, walk between just it. Just improvise, just go and for it. And I would go home every day, literally for an hour and just put on like a, like a jazz chord progression and just play and just play. And I kept mm-hmm. working at it and working at it. Cause that was the one thing that felt like I've always had good grades. So like that didn't feel rewarding anymore. You yeah. know, when, when you had straight A's, because yeah. your parents would beat the shit out of you if you didn't, <laughs> but it's, then, it's, then it's an obligation. It's not something like, I worked for it and I got straight A's, you know? Right, exactly. Like, this, yeah. is, this is normal. And like the best feeling I ever had wasn't in a concert. I have, I've had so much fun at concerts. They did like a little thing where they had me there. The best feeling was during a practice, they let me take a solo for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I just like looked up for a moment and I saw the director and like the, his assistant they just looked at each other and smiled and when the band came back in they stopped everybody and they're like you heard what he just did you all do that that's a great example and i was like what the fuck i'm not even there. i've played for like a year what the fuck i wanted <laughs> to start crying and i like not to toot my own horn i'm not great at bass but i got pretty okay pretty fast and mm-hmm. compared to everybody else at that school i was like fucking less claypool dude like I, <laughs> in, in, in real life i'm below average but compared to them 
and, and I'm much worse now because I yeah. haven't been playing because I'm not in high school. But like the other kid, he sucked compared to me. He had awful tone, couldn't balance his fucking tone. He wouldn't even walk. He would just he would just play the sheet music bass lines that they gave him. And I'm over here like going up and down the neck, feeling like the coolest man alive. And yeah, that was an awesome experience. And then uh, my senior year, they didn't have a tuba player in band. And the jazz band guy, his daughter did band. Uh, he recommended me and actually the jazz band guy his name was Mr. Rose he just passed away rest in peace like absolute homie we love that man till the day I die but his daughter Miss Rose helped me a lot with music in high school and singing and just life like she gave me so many great lessons and stuff but she was like he recommended you and I played the tuba parts on a bass guitar it didn't sound great because I'm not that good with sheet music like I said but Mm -hmm. I played in pep band too I did all the tuba parts and it was like, wow, this is like so much fun. Like, what the heck? And it was like, this was something that was a hobby. And playing bass made me realize I want to go into music, not into performance. I'd yeah, rather be absolutely. in the background. Yeah. But it's like what you guys are saying, like, like just practicing something over and over and over again. When you guys, right. you, you guys are saying like a song, like can't stop. But for me, it was like just I would sit down on a carpet because for some reason I don't like sitting down on a chair or standing when I play. I mean, I would have to. That's cool, but when I'm at home, if I'm playing an instrument, I just sit on my floor or something, mm-hmm. or I put down like a rug, and just for hours practicing, and then just for ten seconds for them to stop the band and be like, "Whatever you just did, remember that." Everybody else, take notes. I was like, I think I I almost cried when I got home or something. I was just, I, it's just like that's why I love music, man. You know, it's like yeah, it's like the one thing that's rewarding. You know, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember so vividly that like the first year that because basically my school was like pretty big actually just to throw this out there I don't even know if it's going to make in the podcast but I literally went to the high school that Nick Offerman did and that really is him playing the saxophone in Parks and Rec I want you guys all to know that that Duke Silver is real (laughs) okay he really does play the saxophone and he has the Louis Armstrong award at our school and he he, his name was on the plaque it was beautiful and he came in one time because he like still has family that's big in the area so there's like one of those like second cousin type things she was like three years older than me and she was in the jazz like the lower jazz she was in jazz too and that was like the big one it, you didn't have to audition to get into jazz too so it was like where a lot of people who either were like playing a second instrument or just like didn't really like the nerves of like auditioning mm-hmm. and you know kind of being in a small band or just didn't make it in the jazz one so that band was always huge you know but instead of two tenor saxophones there was like six and there was like 20 trumpets. It was just ridiculous. They called it the mob. It was legit. It's huge. It was ridiculous. It, you know, but it was fantastic. And um, and she was in that band because she like had originally played one instrument. She switched to trumpet. So she was playing in jazz too. And she said to him, will you please come to one of our jazz rehearsals? And he was like, sure. So he came and he stayed for jazz one. And he like walked up to me and I was like, hi. And I like took a picture with him and stuff. And he was like, oh, what instrument do you play? And I was like, I play tenor. And he was like, I play tenor. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, oh, where do you sit? And I was like, I sit over there. And he was like, are you tenor one? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. And I was like, thank you. I was like crying. I sat down. I was like, Duke Silver just told me that I to keep up the good work. That is, but, um, dude, I think that precious. you should legally call yourself a professional. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. But I like vividly remember that I was in jazz too my freshman year because obviously the older kids got into jazz. Well, I wasn't that great. I wasn't that good. I was good, but not that good. And mm-hmm. by sophomore year, that one of the tenors had graduated. And so I was like, I'll try for it. There's still juniors and seniors that are trying for it. Plus my best friend who is, you know, so far he had been better than me. 
So I was like, there's no way I'm going to get the second tenor spot. There's absolutely no way. And I remember we, we had to audition with Think, with Aretha Franklin's Think. And I remember working so hard at it. And there was a little solo bit that they like wanted us to do a little part of it. And so I did it. And, you know, I like walked out of that and I was so defeated. I was like, oh, that was awful. It wasn't good. It was terrible. And and then the next day, my name was on the little thing that I got the the second chair spot because the girl that was older obviously got the first chair spot. And I was like, oh, my God. And we actually spent all year working on Think. And we performed it in our spring concert. And my band director, Mr. Anderson Lovin, he said, okay, there's that improvised solo area. How many do we want to do? And, you know, a lot of the older kids, oh, I want one, I want one, I want one. And he said, Janie gets one. And I was like, who gets one? <laughs> And he was like, I remember your audition. You had a really, really, really good improvised solo. And he's like, and plus you've been in this now. I know you know how to improvise. And I was looking at him. I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, yes, you did. I remember it. I remember it. it wasn't that long ago. I'm not that old. I remember it. And I was like, okay. So he like made me do a solo my sophomore year just because he remembered it being good in the audition. And it was like that I, I just, I love that man. And I love jazz band. And he like single-handedly kind of like took me under his wing, like showing me. Jazz, other jazz artists and stuff you know like mm -hmm. I, my dad always liked Glenn Miller and stuff so I knew that of course but he was showing me like other big bands and like you know I kind of like the Andrew sisters and he was like oh you need to listen to this you, need to yeah. you know and I guess I guess in the long way I went full circle another person that influenced my music would be Mr. Anderson he like single-handedly showed me so much like jazz music that he wanted me to listen to and I was like and, and that's crazy because like I feel that I I would got super just being in a jazz band. I was like, well, I better listen to jazz music, and I consider jazz to probably be like my second favorite genre to listen to, my yeah, first absolutely. favorite one to play. You know? Yeah. So it's like it's just crazy how like something that you're just like this is school and this is work, but then once you're finally done with it, you're like, I don't want it to be over. You know? Yeah. And exactly. like 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 things like Count Basie and like. Duke Ellington and John Coltrane and stuff like now I listen to those like religiously you know it's awesome 100 percent. I mean school, the whole school thing influences with... you in ways you won't think yeah yeah absolutely. and definitely didn't appreciate until after I was absolutely you know, now that I'm yeah. looking back on it I wish I was in a jazz band right now I know we have one I should have been in it by now but like when I, I was like thinking about it I was like oh, I, you know all those nights we used to practice on Mondays and Wednesdays nights from like six to nine all those nights I would be complaining, oh, I have jazz rehearsal today. Like, oh, I just want to go to bed yeah. or, oh, I just want to like just And now you're home. yearning. And now I'm it. thinking about it. I'm like, oh, jazz. Oh, it's Wednesday. I want to, I wish I was at jazz <laughs> Honestly. No, and I think the whole thing with the auditioning and playing the song later on, like both of you alluded to, I think the reason why we feel so much joy, like because of, you know, actually nailing it is because it's probably like the double validation because you know it's the song that you slaved over you yeah for sure um you know you basically kept honing your skill in that song over and over and over again you auditioned you got the part which is validation in itself and then now you're working on it you're still working like it doesn't stop there you're still keep going and stuff but when you play that song again and you get validation from the audience it's just a whole different feeling absolutely i i don't know if you guys had this experience but having like a teacher walk up to you after a performance i mean like i didn't know you could do that i didn't know either <laughs> no seriously <laughs> it is incredible and not even teachers themselves like you know anyone coming up yeah anyone yeah just like anyone absolutely. coming up they're like i 
didn't even know you could do that. And then they try to, how long have you been playing? Like, how can you do that in such a short amount of time and everything? I was like, you, like, you feel like you're on Nardwar. You're like, oh man, am I famous now? I'm like, they're asking me all these <laughs> questions. <laughs> am I a celebrity? <laughs> exactly. Am I Nick Offerman? <laughs> <laughs> Literally me, the next concert, they're like, I, I remember like I had a solo or whatever. And, and someone had said, because his, his like whole extended family, he has like a lot of nieces and nephews that are in the school and in the band or whatever. And I remember one of the girls had said like, oh yeah, uh, my, you know, that Nick Offerman had said like, oh, I remember like the whatever jazz song we were playing, not me specifically, but he mm-hmm. remembered that the jazz one was playing a specific song. And yeah. he had asked his sister, who was the mom of the girl that was in the band to record that song because he really he wanted it and then I remember her like mentioning it she's like oh yeah my mom is recording that one because she wanted because she needs to send it to Nick Offerman I was like oh my god you're gonna send that to Nick Offerman (laughs) I feel that it's insane yeah Well, I think that leads us straight in. I mean, I think that leads us well into pivotal moments in your life where music was really important or where it played a really important role. And I know we touched on it a lot over here, like, you know, being in band and playing music with others and everything. But I wanted to get your perspectives on listening to music during pivotal moments in your life and how that helped you, you know, get out of rough times so it could be like a coping mechanism where you listen to it to help you through rough times or you use it as an escape to just like take your mind away from those times as well yeah I just want to get your thoughts on not playing music but listening to music during those important moments and I wanted to hear how you know music was your guiding hand through all of that literally like just high school Mm -hmm. just being a teenager and being emotional and not I remember my freshman year I was like and I know we were talking about this before it started like I don't try to sound aggressive but I was like an asshole like I didn't have any friends because like you know I was edgy and I was like oh upset about whatever I would just push people out and just be rude to be rude you know but like I was insecure that's why I was making fun of other people but I just remember every day freshman year uh my high school was way closer to my house than my grade school was. So I would walk home and I would just like listen to Weezer every day and like walk to the library and just like get a bunch of comics and like just go home and read because like freshman year is easy as hell. Like you could do all your homework during the class, you know, yeah. so I would never have homework. So I'd be like, oh, I got like seven hours, fall asleep at midnight. Like, so I'd just be, you know, I didn't really, before I had made a lot of friends, I would just kind of read Naruto and listen to Weezer. Weezer was like a huge part of my life. I still... Um, you know now it's like a love-hate thing because they kind of suck now but uh, yeah at the time like the white album had just come out so they were on fire dude it was like mm-hmm. dude they're back and they're good and it was like yeah, I would just do that and then just going through high school just like after school just go home listen to music while you do your homework mm-hmm. like you have nothing to do tonight do something and have music on and I remember for a while I was my senior year I was in a really shitty relationship and like specifically the album Igor by Tyler the Creator like every day I would just listen to it twice or three times a day just every day it was like because it just I fucking felt what he was saying you know what I mean and it was like Mm -hmm. so I guess Tyler the Creator and Weezer 
specifically have helped me through my most emotional like moments where I feel alone or something just because like their words or even sometimes not even the words just like the melody like it speaks to me and I remember I was like I'm like so sad I miss the days when I would just listen to Weezer and like read comics and stuff and I was like sitting there doing nothing I was like I could still I could still do that I just started listening to Weezer and reading and I was like why would what was no but like you know I tell myself like oh I liked Weezer when I was 14 I can't like that now I would I would read a bunch of fucking manga when I was 14 why would I read that now mm-hmm. and it's like because well, I like it. Who the fuck cares? You know? So right. then I start fucking reading Bleach, listening to fucking My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, I feel like I'm 14, but fuck it. I'm happy. You know? Yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like the music that when you're alone, it's like, it feels like Rivers Cuomo is your only friend, you know? Like that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. How can you, I mean, right. If you like it, you like it. Absolutely. Um, it's insane to think about how music is an escape and how it has that power to either heal or just like lift your spirits. Yeah, absolutely. No, with with Igor especially. Yeah. That like that album just takes me to a different world. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's like a hug. (laughs) Yeah. Like a hug. It's like, um, I don't, I don't remember any specific artist like that or an album that like I listened to like going through rough times because I feel like it all comes like full circle in my head like in my life at least but like some of my earliest memories just like memories period are of me like watching some of what is now like my favorite movies or favorite shows like I I like remember watching Lord of the Rings when I was two like I you know it, it's a fake memory because you don't really remember stuff until you're like four anyways but yeah. like it exists in my head I remember right. You know, and whether it's because my parents tell me that, like, I legitimately would calm down when they put on Lord of the Rings, which was ridiculous, because they were literally, like, sword fights and stuff, and people dying, and just ridiculousness. Yeah. But I, as a baby, you know, as a small child, would calm down, so that's what I would watch, and that evolved into my appreciation of movies like that, of Lord of the Rings, and of Star Wars, and Chronicles of Narnia, and Harry Potter, ended up transferring over into, like, my love and appreciation of fantasy books, and my love and appreciation of the movies and the fantasy books ended up in correlating to my love of like the sound mixing of those movies and of, you know, and, and I would, and that's what I was saying, as I said earlier, is that like, I, I still to this day have a habit of if there's a good movie version of a book that has a great score that permanently goes somewhere, it lives permanently somewhere in my brain and it lives permanently on my Spotify and I'll mm-hmm. have it forever. So I feel like I had an even even nerdier experience. <laughs> I I it's like awesome, I just remember like if I was going through a hard time or something, me you know, I didn't I didn't have tons of friends. Me and my who is still my current best friend, me and her like really literally literally bonded over our love for Lord of the Rings and like other books that we like to read. And we used to spend our lunches in the library at our school. We're so embarrassing. Whatever. But we did. We did. We <laughs> We were those two. We would eat our lunches in the library and talk about books. We had like a book club, except it wasn't a book club because it was just me and her. So how's that? <laughs> it's just me and Katie talking about books at that point. <laughs> Dude, I, I had Bye. that. Me, me and me and my friend made a video game club at our school. They didn't have one, but we specifically made so it. Was it just you and him? <laughs> just, just so we could hang out after school and play video games. And the art teacher was cool enough to let us. This school, so we were really into Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube. 
And yeah. if you play that on an HD TV, it fucks up because it, it's used to being through like the, the three cables, the yeah. the component, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And our school had like a like a rolly thing with the with the old <gasps> the big TV. TV. Yeah. So we would just yeah. roll it into the art room and play melee and occasionally a third or fourth kid would come and just play video games with us. But it actually got like kind of big, like kids started coming and I stopped going at that point because I was like, oh. I just I just now I can drive so I can just go drive and hang out with my friend and play video games. We yeah. don't need an excuse at school Honestly. to do it. But that's awesome. Dude, but yeah, if we're going to talk about like... soundtracks, the Smash Brothers soundtrack. Yeah, for real. That's no, that's beautiful. what I'm saying. It's like, You're so it's right. Like video games and movies that I feel like I would just spend. And I still, I'm not even embarrassed to admit this right now. Like the other day I was, I started rereading Chronicles of Narnia just because it takes so there's seven books that take like seven days to get through them. They're not very hard reads or for children, yeah. but I was like reading through one of them and I was like, oh man, I forgot how good like th- those first like two movies were and like how good those soundtracks were. So I had, I yeah. was like listening to them as I was reading them and I like went to work later that day and I worked like we were doing inventory so I don't have to deal with any customers or anything. So I get to wear my headphones and I was literally just like packing boxes and stuff with the Chronicles of Narnia like playing in the background and I was like, this is, I'm in Narnia right now. <laughs> Like, I'm packing this box, but really, I'm in Narnia with my friends. <laughs> like, Dude, like, I feel I like that's, a... that's the escape I had. That I would just, like, pretend I was in these worlds, whether it was a video game or a movie, because I just would listen to that music, and it would take me somewhere else. Right. Dude, literally, I rediscovered the soundtrack to Street Fighter Three Third Strike earlier this year. <laughs> I loved that game growing up, and that game has influenced so much about just my taste in art like what colors i find appealing what art style i find appealing because it was a sick combination of like it looks like anime which i love and it looks like just like cool art edgy artwork which i love but like i remember playing the fuck out of it as a kid but i never really remembered the soundtrack you know mm-hmm. and i was i was going to be on a plane and just like i think i heard like one song from it like i was i was playing it with a friend the other day and i i was like oh that song was kind of good i was like let me listen to the soundtrack and I've been getting really into house music and it's literally just like really good drum and bass house music. And I like now religiously listen to that fucking soundtrack because it's like, <laughs> A, it brings you back and B, it's like, it's just so good. It makes you feel like you're there watching two motherfuckers just go at it. Yeah, Jenny, if we if we fight, so I'm, putting on, <laughs> I'm putting on, I'm putting on the fucking, I'm putting on the, uh, I think the song's called Killing Moon, but it's the song that plays when you fight Akuma. Yeah. <laughs> that song is so sick. I, uh... <laughs> we should make a video game. We're going to make a video game playlist of all of like, our favorite fight yeah, bits. Fight. And then and that, that'll be playing while we're yeah. fighting. Yep. Wouldn't it be lame if the fight lasted a minute? Like you knocked me out after a minute oh, and we didn't even get through it. <laughs> we don't even get to Dragonborn. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Rylan's sitting there counting his money like damn that sucks for him We're, we like keep looking over him like to tell us the time so that we can like calculate when the next song will come out are we at three it's, minutes yet honestly. please please don't punch me I really want to hear the next one <laughs> each <laughs> song is one round each sound <laughs> round is one song yeah, yeah absolutely we definitely wouldn't last that long <laughs> no not at all <laughs> I, well I think I planned on throwing a chair at you so <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that to you once. I would throw a chair. At I think you. I'm sure you did. <laughs> oh my goodness! Didn't mean to derail your be... show there, Ryland. <laughs> no, don't even worry about it. <laughs> See, okay, this one. This guys... is just us having fun. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys on? Do you use Spotify or like what is your your Spotify, app yeah. of Spotify? Ryland. Okay. 
Are you guys, is your guys' Facebook connected to Spotify? No. Um, I think my family would be disappointed in just how much I listen to Young Thug. (laughs) I had mine connected. Um, I've had Spotify since I was in like fifth grade or something ridiculous. Like my, cause my sister is so much older than me. So she had it. And then, so that made it so that I had to have it. Cause like we have to have fairness, you know? So if my parents were paying for her to have it, they had to pay for me to have it as well. Otherwise I'd throw a fit. So I had it for a long time. And I remember like for some reason, you know, just cause I was a dumb little kid, didn't know the consequences. I connected my Facebook to it. Little did I know that meant that all my friends could see what I was listening to. And then I remember like going to school one day and some kid being like, why are you listening to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack last night at like 11? I was like, I was like, mind your own business. I don't, I don't know. And then I remember immediately del- like del- disconnecting them and I haven't had them connected since. And I've had friends currently ask me like, Janie, will you please just connect your Facebook? Or, which I don't even have a Facebook anymore. So I couldn't like, Janie, will you please connect something so we can see? Cause like some, I, I, I DJ a lot in the car on the, I own the aux course. Everybody's like, Janie, we want this playlist or this. And I'm like, I'll send it to you. You're not getting my, you're not going to be friends with me on Spotify because I do not need somebody to ask me why I'm listening to the Chronicles of Narnia soundtrack at four in the morning. Okay. Mind your own business. I didn't know that it shows them. It it shows them what song you're listening to. And it says the album. I didn't know if you were listening to it on a playlist. It shows them the name of the playlist. So you could, you could, you could bet that I felt stupid when my friend texted me because I was listening to songs to cry to. And they were like, dude, are you good? And I was like, you're not even supposed to know that. You're not even supposed to know that. Oh my God. That's even more embarrassing. Yeah. What time they they took my phone? Oh, you know, like if you use like the Google app, like you like click on it and it shows your recent searches. Like I yeah. looked up like oh, no. sad music, like good to make you cry. And they were like, dude, what's going on? And I was like, give me my fucking phone back. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't listen my to friend- that much sad music. That's the only time they catch me though. <laughs> my friend just went to uh, look up something. that This literally happened like two days ago. It's so embarrassing. We, I'm glad we both had this experience that mine might be worse. She's, she wanted to look something up. We were sitting in the car and I was like, sure, use my phone because hers had just died or something. And she opened it up. And the last search on my safari was books that will make you cry for hours after you finish them. <laughs> and she looked at me and then she was like, uh, and I was like, uh, and then she was like, I have a couple of recommendations. <laughs> that is not all I expected. Oh my God, that's Don't perfect. <laughs> that's why we're friends. <laughs> that's why we're friends. Dude, you ever have your, your friend that. like take your phone to like play a song and then you get pissed because you're like, no, I don't want them to recommend me that. Like, I, I'll be in yeah. the car. One hundred percent. I'll be in the car with uh my girlfriend Lizzie, you know, and uh like a song will come on because we have extremely different tastes in music, you know, like we respect each other, and she'll like be playing a song and I'll like see out of the corner of my eye she likes it on Spotify and I'm like stop because you're not on your phone you're on my phone (laughs) and she likes she loves to annoy everyone and she's like yeah but i like the song and i'm like yeah but now spotify is going to keep recommending me this i don't like that song that much like like you play it like i i'm fine with that please do but like stop liking and she's like no but i like the song you're not listening to me or like my friend raul will play drake songs on my phone at work just to annoy me because i don't really like drake and you listen to drake once and spotify's like hey man do you like drake hey man can i recommend you some drake songs i'm sorry that i just did that but like that's how it feels that's how it feels. like dude you you listen no, to 15 seconds of a drake song you got like what people are listening to now and it's like drake albums and it's like i don't want oh, to exactly to drake. i'm sorry i didn't mean to oh, cut I you off jenny <laughs> No, 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 no. I was, I was going to cut you off. You're good. 
I have the I have the worst example of this and it still happens to this day. I, like I have said, I had Spotify early, a little bit earlier than everybody else around my age at least. So when I was a freshman in high school, we were at, I was in marching band with all my friends and the, the band buses, our band was huge. I, I think I said that before, our band was huge. We used to have to take seven buses when we were going anywhere for the marching band. And that was with the trailer that had all of our instruments on it, which meant that the buses were legitimately filled with kids, not filled with kids with their instruments, which would have made more sense because then you probably would only need like, legitimate, we had like close to 200 kids in our marching band all the time. We were always like the highest class, like as far as size goes. Mm -hmm. And one of the, bus, like I just ended, me and my friends just ended up on bus two, like no, no significance. Little did we know that some of the kids, older kids that we kind of like looked up to that were saxophones as well were always on bus two and they would sit in the back it was kind of that stereotypical older kids get the back freshmen have to sit in the front you know and so me and my friends had kind of become friends with one of the like not this not like a senior but one of the sophomores that was like already a part of that group and he had said like oh why don't you guys just like sit in the middle you don't have to sit in the front you're not gonna get to sit in the back but just sit in like the middle by us we were like okay so we did and they were trying to play music on like a Bluetooth speaker and some, whoever's phone they were trying to look it up on um, kept disconnecting because we were like, you know, we were driving through like cornfield after cornfield, nobody had service. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was like, oh, nobody could play any music right now. And I was just like, well, I, I could if you wanted me to, because I had, for some reason I still had service and I also had Spotify. So I already had so much stuff like saved. And I was like, I don't know if you guys will like my music, but like, you know, I had some stuff that people like, you know, because I think I had like, come on, Eileen saved, you know, every white person knows that song. And, and then I, you know, and I had some like very stereotypical, I probably had some queen song saved that everybody knew. I didn't have anything like real, real poppy or, you know, stuff that they would like, like that. But I had some stuff. And then by the time we got to the competition, and we all had service again, everybody had just sort of let be in charge of the music for some reason, everybody would be telling me stuff. And I'd look it up because I had like unlimited data and I had Spotify premium. So I was able to pull everything up. And from that moment, somehow Janie being the DJ on bus two was born. And I held that title for all four years of high school. That is wonderful. So much so that the bus two playlist exists. Oh. I, mean, I can't really see it. Oh, the bus two playlist, the bus two playlist, it's eight hours long. Nice. And it, has, it has collaborations because I've opened it up because the kids that are now still in high school want to use it because they're like, oh, who used to do the the the, the aux chord? And everybody's like, oh, it's Janie. Somebody get her playlist because I would save everything. So I have some of the most ridiculous stuff on here, stuff that I don't listen to. I've got Fergie on here. I've got <laughs> Boys to Men. I've got uh, uh, Calvin, Kesha, Smash Mouth. I mean, it's ridiculous. Hillary Duff. The whole soundtrack to Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> I don't you know. Like, <laughs> That's the one. That is sick. A huge, a huge bit of like eight or ten songs of Big Time Rush. Of course. And so, and so for the entire time I was in high school, Dude, that legendary. was what got recommended to me. Because that was my playlist, <laughs> even though that's not what I liked at all that couldn't have even been further there is probably like one song in here that i genuinely like <laughs> i mean do i know the rest of them yes because we live in the 21st century and you know they play all these songs at every school dance and at every you know skate place that you have or bowling alley or whatever but yeah. not that i genuinely liked and so my spotify would always be like do you want to listen to this sean kingston song no i don't <laughs> <laughs> 
stop recommending me Katy Perry. I don't want it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. In high school, uh, so I went to a very white grade school, but a very colored high school. There was maybe one black child in my grade school. Yeah, I was one of the few white people in my high school. And like, I don't, I think it's fair to say without being racist, cultures like different things. So of course, when I got to high school, I'm hearing more rap music than I've ever heard in my entire life. And rap is probably my favorite genre, rap and trap in general. Because I remember at first, you know, I went into high school because my parents liked the Beatles and stuff. This is not music because that's just what they tell you. And I remember I, I got really, Kanye West is my favorite artist and I got really into rap and Kanye specifically in high school. So I kind of felt that Janie of like, there would be songs and I wouldn't like them, but I get them stuck in my head. And specifically there was this one song by Future called Wicked that I got stuck in my head because kids would always play it in the locker room, but I never knew the name of it. I just remember the beat goes like, uh, uh, uh. they like sampled like a string section. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time during a cross country race, I like, I had to like focus my breathing in because I wasn't breathing right. And I breathed to the rhythm of like the, uh, 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 but I never knew the name of the song. And like, for some reason, like this year, I was like, just listening to random music. And I never was really in the future, but I love trap music. And people say, oh, free future makes some of the best. And I found that song. And I don't know if you guys have ever had that moment where you find a song you've been looking for. The first time I really had it was they, they used to play this, the one Queens of the Stone Age song when Like Clockwork came out. Uh, I sat by the ocean on the radio a lot. Yeah. And, like I finally found yeah. it. And I was like, yes, I never knew the name of it. And they're one of my favorite bands now. Yeah. But when I found it, I damn near threw my phone. I was like, for years, I during cross country, I would breathe to the pattern of this beat. And I never knew the name of the song. And now that is like my favorite song to listen to when I'm driving or like on a bus or something. Just like full volume just in my headphones just like jamming out to future by myself like it's it's wonderful i don't really like that much of future's other music but that song in specific mm -hmm. is incredible incredible i love that like travis got and play white cardi and stuff people would play a lot in my high school and like I, I like didn't like them but now like going back i'm like playboy cardi is one of my favorites i like travis Scott. i think i think he's cool i don't really, i'm not super into his music but i like his mm -hmm. vibes a lot and stuff yeah but yeah Oh, it's crazy how the music you don't choose to listen to can sometimes, well, not in your case, but in my case, turn to be like, oh man, maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I should be thankful that I didn't have the aux cord that day, you know? That's funny that you're saying that because yes, I didn't like that that stuff got recommended to me, but like, I'll still bop to a Katy Perry song, you know, like with all due respect. I mean, yeah, I'll still bop to the songs that I'm, but I went to a hick school. So those Ooh. kids in the hallway were listening to country music. No, and if somebody, in, if somebody on the bus said, put on some, you know, some Carrie Underwood or something worse, I pretend I do not hear. I don't know what you're saying. And none of that ever <laughs> ended up in the playlist. That was literally just a hard no. I'd be like, I literally look at that and be like, no. You're like, what? Just put on that. No, I'm not no. doing it. Because I literally won't put that on my Spotify. I won't do it. Connect someone else's phone. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, Ralphie, I did get music recommended to me that I didn't like, but not that I absolutely hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, re I refused to put the stuff that I, I thought belonged in hell on that playlist. That's, that's what was sick, though. My sister was really into country music, which I fucking hate country music. So if I was in the car with her, like I'm her little brother, I can't get control. I'd take the aux cord and she wouldn't like what I play, so she'd take it away or she'd put in a CD. But when she went to college... Uh, she like went to parties and stuff. So when I was a sophomore, it was her freshman year of high school. When she came back, I got in the car with her and she was just playing like just a fuck ton of trap music. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, yeah, they like play this at parties and stuff. 
and I was like thankful for it. I wasn't super into it yet. I was starting to grow on it, but I was like, no more country. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're like, yeah, let's it. go finally get country. It. We did it. <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what. Respect. I don't think my sister will listen to this, but you know, <laughs> sorry, Renata. I, I mean, I don't know why I'm apologizing. I was very vocal about disliking it. So she knows. <laughs> Love it. I'm just letting y'all take the reins on this. this yeah, really. So sorry. Talk I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. This is perfect. I love it. This, I feel like this is the best part when, you know, I have like multiple guests on or whatever, and I just let them in. I feel like this is, how, a, this is how class two? was, though. <laughs> like, this is how class was. Me and Janie would just be cracked out, and you would just kind of observe and then put in your two cents, and then we would just crack out for another 20 Honestly, minutes. Honestly, though. And then that, next that thing we know, it. it's 4.50 and we're saying goodbye, but all three of us walk in the same direction. <laughs> so it's weird. And I, yeah. I purposefully walk a little bit slower. You walk a little bit faster. Janie's in the middle. <laughs> it was weird. I don't think we've ever addressed that before. I think that's the first no. time that is, Yeah. And, and me and Rylan would walk the same way outside of the building too. It got yeah. even more awkward. We would walk to the same corner. <laughs> Sometimes I think I would walk the other way, even though that was the way I had to go. <laughs> I was like, I'm not dealing with that shit. That's weird. Dude. We just said bye. I'm not. Honestly. It is funny. I don't know why we didn't just like walk together. Yeah, right. It's so... <laughs> that would have been the simple solution that, you know, we could just walk down the street together. Right. Well, I think all three of us would put in headphones though at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely yeah. I had headphones yeah. in before I was even out of the door of David's yeah. bathroom. Yeah, like we like that's the first thing we get out of our bag, just our headphones, whatever, you know, pack up, put them on and walk out. Well, I love this, but I'm going to keep it moving as you should. (laughs) Yeah. So now that we talked about the past and talked about pretty much your entire youth and like your experiences from your earliest memories all the way to high school and even beyond. I wanted to take a moment to think about the present now. So think about your evolution of your music taste. Has it changed? How drastic was the change? Pretty much thinking about what you're listening to now, like right in the present, you know, you're in college, you're um, doing all that stuff. Like Ralphie, you're in audio production design. and You're listening to all these things from honestly, like a critical sense yeah. too well, Rylan, i think you would agree being like from the same like area as i am in audio like we have to listen to everything so i think that going to college made me realize i have to at least appreciate everything even if i don't like it right and i found i've listened to more genres of music than i ever have when i'm in college because like when i was in like grade school or high school it was like that's not punk music that's lame that's stupid mm-hmm. but now yeah. it's like I'm like sitting in my audio class listening to Hawaiian folk music and I'm like I like what they did there you know because you don't have to like it but you have to understand it and understand how to get it and record it good and stuff you know what I mean absolutely yeah I I think that now because it's so cliche but in our department like you'll have to like make friends with people and you'll be like what kind of music do you like and everyone says well I listen to a little bit of everything just not really country that's what everyone will tell you yeah every single person everyone hates country but they listen to everything else everything but country I listen and have, have you guys ever been in a car with someone who says that so then you put on just like 
just the grimiest death metal you can. I know that's like that's that's not like a me personal. I'm not gonna act like that's a quirky thing I do because that's like a thing that people do. But that's yeah. one of the most fun reactions. Like I don't, it's awesome to get that reaction out of people. That's insane. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you keep seeing present, so I think about like I've been listening to a lot of Kanye lately, and one of mm-hmm. my favorite lines that he ever says is, "I'm living in the future, so your present is my past. My presence is a present. Kiss my ass." And that's how I feel about me and Janie being here because this is going to be the best episode of the podcast ever. And from there, I will let Janie take over. <laughs> well, yeah, you heard it here first. Apparently, this is going to be the best episode of the podcast This ever. is probably the worst one, actually. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is not the worst one. Call none him of, out. Who is the no, worst? Gonna, no, no, none of these are bad. Gonna, are you kidding? He's going to go on Spotify and be like, wow, that one has a lot of views. Little does he know I just have it replaying over and over again while I'm at work. <laughs> Because I want him to ask us back, so I'm like, oh, I'll just... Uh, I mean, even if not on the podcast, like, I'd be down to talk to you guys for two to three hours every once in a while. I know. You know? Oh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I don't know why we haven't, before. like, yeah. I know. Like, why haven't we done this? Um, I, I've had an opposite experience than you guys, because I don't have to listen to a lot of music now, because that's not... Mm-hmm. I feel like I've hunkered down on my musical taste as I got older, because I definitely feel like I went through, like, all the stereotypical, like... Well, I don't know if you guys have this. Is this like a girl exclusive thing? I don't know. But like the being obsessed with the boy bands, you know, is there like a male equivalent? Because there isn't really like an obsession with girl bands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, def- I definitely went through like the when I was younger and, you know, like whatever music my parents were listening to, that was what I was listening to. And then there's like when I was little, you know, and I'm listening to whatever my sister's listening to and probably what my parents were listening to as well. And when I was in like middle schoolish, I'm sure I was listening to mostly all the stuff that's on that bus two playlist. That mm-hmm. those kind of, the, the songs yeah. that were played at the fifth grade school dance and at Skateland on Fridays. So, you know, like, and I'm, and I definitely went through the boy band phase, but throughout all of that, I was like consistently listening to like, I don't know, I get like the alternative rock type music, everyone, you know, whether it was because my sister was listening to the kooks and arctic monkeys and my mom liked blur so much so she liked uh the gorillas so we were listening mm-hmm. to that or whether it was because of something that i discovered on my own or like um one of my current favorite bands is called the evening attraction which if either if you guys don't do you know who that is Ryan? no or does anybody okay you guys i don't i don't really know if it's that your music taste we say if you listen to everything so you might as well they're from chicago they're great um, they perform at Shuba's all the time and it's, you know, and they're really tiny, con- oh, beautiful, amazing. We'll get to them later because nice. I have them written down for one of my emotional roller coaster questions. But nice. um, there's just like throughout all those years, every once in a while, there'd kind of be one of those bands. Like I'd be listening mm-hmm. to the Grills, I'd be listening to the Kooks or Arctic Monkeys or whoever or um, Oasis, you know? So yeah. by the time, by now, I would like definitively say that like presently I listen to alternative rock. I probably listen to like British alternative rock the most mm-hmm. and that's like kind of like it now and every once in a while something you know I hang out with my friends and yeah we'll play you know tons of my friends listen to rap music and I definitely have a couple of those saved on my Spotify and some other playlists but like if you look at every one of my playlists consistently you'll see that genre the most so I guess that's where I'm at Wait, at so, least as a so 19 year old we're all from the chicago land area uh yeah so i'm assuming when you guys were 13 14 wkqx like that was your radio station too right yeah i wouldn't know because um i only moved to the chicago land area when i was like almost 15 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we're all about the same age, too. WKQX used to be the best, but it sucks now. I tried to listen to it the other day, and I was like, why are they only playing bad songs? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't listen to the radio anymore, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Now that we have Spotify, like, that's all I I'm, know. I'm not even going to touch the radio. Sometimes, you know, my yeah. phone battery's dead. I have a lot of CDs <laughs> in my car, though, but if I don't feel like listening to any of those. No, you're right. There's a, few, yeah. there's a couple good radio stations out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're dwindling down because everyone's just playing yeah. the same shit now. And podcasts are like better than the radio, I think. Thank personally. you. Yeah, I'd rather they are. listen to a podcast <laughs> than the radio. Yeah. <laughs> For real, sometimes I'd be like lonely in the car, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'd rather just listen to someone like talk. Like we're just hanging yeah, out." Yeah, just talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fill the Honestly, get me through this like drive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I imagine I I wouldn't know that in real life. So yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Damn. <laughs> the- the therapy of our lives, apparently, with Jamie Schmidt <laughs> over here. <laughs> Honestly. Self-deprecating humor is my specialty. Um, and finally, sticking to the theme of the present, I wanted to get your thoughts on the current musical landscape. And, of course, we just touched on it. But I wanted to talk about what you like that's going on within the current you know, musical landscape, like with what's being released and everything, um, what you would like to see improve and gain more recognition and pretty much where do you think music is going, like where it's heading and where would you like to see it go? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good question. Yeah. No, it's a pretty loaded question. I feel like I keep answering first. Do you want to go, Janie? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I can go. Um, <laughs> I, as far as okay i feel like the thing that's glaring like uh that's sticking out to me as far as all those questions that you listed is like how do i feel about like currently people coming out with music and this might sound terrible of me I, you know i might just be the biggest bitch in the world but i honestly think that we've reached a point where like creating your own music is too accessible <laughs> like if that's possible it's like everybody on tiktok or instagram like i get it we all used to sing you can find videos of me when i was 13 singing too however i you have to self-assess and know that there's a point where like maybe it's not for you okay and that's okay like i can still sing in the shower and that's okay that i can't sing professionally (laughs) but like i don't know you could just you could pick 10 or 15 people off of social media now that are like trying to you know self-release their own music and I wouldn't be able to tell you when a different one was playing it would all be the same it'd be the same exact one in my head you could play all 15 in a row and I'd be like I could not tell you where the next song started where one song started one and one song ended I could not Mm -hmm. tell you and it's like there are certain there are bands that I have found off social media that have self-released like I again I'll go back to it with the evening attraction I'll talk about them later but the band that they performed with is someone that I discovered off Vine so like it happens I know it happens and that's just Mm -hmm. the that's the 21st century that is the new way of music being discovered and music being released but I just feel like we've reached a point where it's a little bit much (laughs) where it's like I shouldn't have to dig through 40 people Mm -hmm. that are on TikTok or whatever to find one that is good Right. To find one that's like passable, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's like recording something on their phone and then self-releasing it. And it's like, wait. so yeah, like everything in life, I disagree with you, Janie. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. 
I think it's like the best thing ever though, because what, I, you know, they tell us all the time in the audio department, how streaming is terrible. And it's like, yeah, artists don't make a lot of money off of streaming, but there's no, we can't go back. Cause if we take away streaming, people are just going to start stealing again. So this is like the best we can yeah, do, you exactly. know, absolutely. And, but I think what they fail to acknowledge is that streaming has taken away. I mean, you know, record labels are still going to give a deal who they want, who they want to give a deal to. And, those people are still going to be the most popular Drake get a billion streams in a day, but like we kind of control shit now. Literally when I did the ACT, I wrote my paper on death grips and how like, I don't know if either of you guys like death grips, but they're very popular with like edgy kids who like experimental hip hop. They're arguably the most popular experimental hip hop band, but like there's, there should have been no reason why death grips got as popular as they are. They self-released. I mean, they had a record deal and they released our, one of their best albums, but arguably their most popular album through that record deal. But they've had an extremely successful career since. I think about like Brockhampton, they were able to rise up by themselves and then get a really good record deal, mm-hmm. just releasing music by themselves. But it's like nice because it's a people's economy. It's not about anymore. The record label liked this band of all four white kids. It's, a, it's the first one you see on the CD shelf at the record store. They sell it at Target and you can't turn on the radio without hearing it. Now with streaming, it's like, I don't want to listen to that. I'm going to listen to this band of whoever is in it, if it's a bunch of people or if it's one, if they're colored, if they're not, if they're native, if they're not even from America, you know what I mean? And we mm-hmm. we get that choice. And like, yeah, with like DistroKid and CD Baby, everybody, like I, I have music under two different names on Spotify. You know what I mean? Like, I, because I can, and it's like, maybe there's too much competition but at the same time like there's so much freedom and there's so much more opportunity that i think that's really awesome because you think about like i don't know if you guys like 100 gecks like they've gotten really big and they just make like some of the weirdest hyper pop music ever and it's like like death grips there should be no reason why that's like super popular and they're blowing up and breaking the internet but they are and it's awesome because it's like you know, this could happen now. This yeah. could really happen. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's cool for that reason. And I'd like to see the music industry just keep thriving, keep being more inclusive. Mm-hmm. I know I a lot would, of people say, I, okay. like, give more money to the artist, but a lot of the times they're giving as much as they can, given how much money streaming makes. But yeah, I don't know. People buy albums. <laughs> it, it really helps them buy the album. <laughs> yeah. I'll rephrase one thing I said because I agree with what Ralphie's saying. No, you it's don't. like I, I no, I do. For once, Ralphie, I agree with you because I like being for the creator because obviously we're in the same kind of realm in the film industry. You know, like we've definitely reached a point where if you want to release something on YouTube, I don't know how I don't know how up to speed. I know this isn't the the TV and film of our lives. However, <laughs> like if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix, yes, um, yeah, that was originally on YouTube. Mm-hmm. and it was pr- very low budget. One of the biggest things to pay attention to that, that displays that is that in season one, all of the characters are using um, a social media app that looks like it's some kind of hybrid between like Facebook and Instagram, except it has no name. <laughs> yeah. And then by season two, they had been picked up by Netflix. They got a ton of money and it was fully funded. And then they actually got it. They can actually show them using Instagram. So clearly they like went through the process, you know, and that's just a good, so I like, I am, for the creator because in those instances it's great that you can release stuff on youtube with little to no budget and then get picked up 
and, you know, you know, get it turned into this big thing. And the same with obviously with music is that, you know, you can self-release on Spotify, you can self-release on SoundCloud and somebody might pick it up and, you know, and it gives all these people, people that never would have been given a chance they give to themselves, Mm -hmm. which I do appreciate. However, I think that we're, we've reached a point where it's like so much regurgitation. And maybe that's just because we've been through so many eras of music that there isn't really much else for people to come up with. Yeah. But I just, it's just like, there's some point where it's like, I've just, I, I swear, I, I swear I've heard that person, yeah, no, uh, 96 I'll, versions of that person's I'll, voice. I'll give you that. And on one hand, you get a lot of clones, but if you dig through, it's super yeah, cool you when do, you find something. Find because mm-hmm. what's what's even awesomer about that is that now you have these these kids making music and it's like they're inspired by all these different things. So to see it all come into one thing, it's it's incredible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I like to think someone like Thundercat, he's so deep into hip hop, yet he's also so deep into like old rock music. And it's like he's an incredible bassist and he's on all these different types of projects you wouldn't expect it to be on. And then when you listen to his music, he makes this really cool, like new funk music. And it's like, like, you know, you, you wouldn't have that in the eighties. You know what I mean? You just need a killer single, you know, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> make it the first song on the album and hope people buy the album, you know, but yeah. it's like, no, but I do agree with you there. And it also sucks that now like celebrities are like making music. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, your music right. sucks, like- but you're like, 11 year olds now are like conditioned to like if they tell me like it i like it you know no offense to their generation but like they'll they'll do anything that an influencer says so yeah these like tiktok people and these fine people like that fucking jake paul song that like destroyed the internet a year ago yeah for no reason yeah i listened to it and i laughed at it i was like oh this is funny because it's bad but it's like why does it have this many views like that many people (laughs) cannot have been a listening to this and thinking it's funny or b listening to this and thinking it's good actually enjoying it Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it it sucks it sucks but it's cool so um yeah it's definitely just like i mean that's just hatred of the industry at that point which like you know because i I mean you i appreciate when these content you know these creators that aren't well known are are from chicago and you know are low income and would have had no other way to have this released than than putting it on these platforms themselves but when the platforms get big then all of a sudden the industry comes in yeah, anyway well that's and, and that's like the problem takes it away is, so it's there's like, not enough money to go around you know what i mean like yeah exactly you make like 33 cents off a stream i think it was we were talking about it in the music business yeah and people will complain they'll be like they're not giving the artists enough and it's like well you don't realize behind these artists there's typically a team of people they have a manager mm-hmm. there's a record label involved you know everybody needs yeah. to get paid so unless if you're truly independent you'll get the most money but if you're truly independent nobody's going to know who you are you're going to have a really yeah. small niche fan base which is right. cool but you're not going to make money off of it necessarily right. and pretty much so, you're I mean, not even going to make you know, think about the ratio of being independent versus being a really popular artist with a huge team backing you. Mm-hmm. Like when you put that in comparison of how much money you make through streaming and stuff, in the end, it's peanuts. It's like, it's not even that different because- yeah. I, I'm pretty okay. sure someone like, like someone like Drake gets his money from like commercials probably. Mm-hmm. Kanye has a fucking clothing line. Kanye has literally gone on interview and said, music, I lose money making music at this point you know what i mean it's like it's insane 100 percent correct because like you said you know we learned that they only get like 0.0333 so yeah because like spotify has employees you know like they they need to eat yeah absolutely spotify and the thing is the trail of the money 
pretty much goes through Spotify employees first. Then it goes to the record label, and right? Artists. And, and then, yeah, and then it, yeah. Like, it trickles down because everyone, it first goes to the execs, then it goes to like the lower half of the record Advertisement. label. And then it goes to the manager who has to divide it up for the team behind yeah. you know, the music. You could, you know, and the artist is one of the last people who actually gets the cut. Yeah, in theory, yeah. you use something like a distributor, like DistroKid or CD Baby, and you get you get a hundred percent of the profit. You pay them twenty dollars a year, and they'll let you upload as many songs as you want. Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you, and I, I have a, I'm getting a music business minor, so not not the flags, but like we've <laughs> talked about this in class before. Like when you're at a record label, they have distributors that will get you on a Spotify playlist because that's how you make money. When you're on the Spotify made playlist, people listen. To, a third of Spotify is those playlists people listen to they just put on like mood or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so it's like you better hope you get on one of those and if you have a distributor like just your kid like i i petition you could submit one of your songs like put this on a playlist but me typing a paragraph on why they should choose my song is not anything compared to a record label that has contact with spotify they could say we have this young new artist they're getting big that's just me this asshole typing i i I had a lot of fun making this song i think you'll like it compared to someone being like oh he's making a big ripple in this scene you know and yeah i can collect all my money myself but i'm not making any money i'm in the first place i'm doing it because it's fun but like if i was serious about it like i'm not gonna make any money on my own so you know yeah it sucks because and Spotify said if everybody bought the Spotify premium subscription, there'd be so much more money to go around. But not everybody's going to buy the Spotify premium subscription. At that exactly. point, you might as yeah. well buy the album. You know, I don't know. Right. Like yeah. if you're going to listen to Spotify for free, why go through that? Like why pay yeah. money to get yeah. what you've basically been getting? For free? Yeah. And it's like you could pay $10 and listen to as many albums as you want for free with no ads and you could download them versus I could pay $10 and get one album. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? You know, like you're exactly. obviously going to, you're obviously exactly. going to choose Spotify premium. So and that's, that's, why that's I try the to, appeal with the yeah. streaming services. I try to force so. myself to buy an album every month just to mm-hmm. like be nice, you know, feed them. Uh, I think they calculated you have to listen to a song like 10 times a day for a thousand days to match up to just, just buying the album. Yeah. <laughs> which no is insane because you're not even gonna do because yeah. you're not gonna do that when you buy the album first of all no, yeah. exactly <laughs> that's that that would give the artist ten dollars if you if you listen to the song ten times a day or no ten times a day every day of the year not the weekends five days a week if you listen to the song ten times the artist would get ten dollars from that insane yeah it's wild I guess we talked about all I wanted to talk about and it was so much fun, but now we're going to have even more fun as we get on the emotional roller coaster. It's 11 questions, 11 answers, all pertaining to some emotion or another, you know, some are happy, some are sad. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Are you both ready to take this ride? Absolutely. Let's get right on it then with number one, your favorite current artist. Um, I'll go Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> Playboy Cardi. Wait, Jay, did you say Kaiser Chiefs? That's your current Yes, artist? I did. I've I been love listening. 
I've been listening to Yours Truly, Angry Mob, like every day. So they're that my favorite album favorite is artists. so. It's good. a banger. It is a banger. No, <laughs> not a, a single song misses on that album. Honestly, I'm a peep that now. I never heard it. Kaiser Chiefs is incredible. You need to go right, like as soon as. All right, end, see y'all. <laughs> no, 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 not right now. <laughs> I said it. I said it as soon as we end. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> Wonderful. And Playboy Cardi. Huh. Yeah, oh, I love his album Die Lit. I have a, a two by two foot uh, mural of it. I love it. It's so good. It's so sick. And then, it grows on you. The first time you listen yeah. to it, you're like, it sucks, but then it grows on you. I've been listening to it literally for two years straight, nonstop. It's so good. Nice. Perfect. Uh, we move straight into number two then. Your favorite artist, but from the past Weezer, Blink 182. Kasabian. The solid, solid choices. Um, number three. Your last concert that you've been to and your favorite concert that you've been to? Last concert before quarantine was Wilco. The best concert oh. I've ever been to was Dinosaur Jr. Just because that's my favorite band. So I had the time of my life there. When did you see Wilco? Uh, they were at the Chicago Theater in December. It was, a, it was a really good show. And I was with, I have this friend and he's rich as fuck. And his parents are also rich as fuck and huge Wilco fans. And they didn't tell me that they were front fucking row. So I was in the front row. And like, I like Wilco a lot, but I'm not like their biggest fan. And I was like, I, I shouldn't be here. I do not deserve to be here. I do not like the band this much. I should be like, like in the balcony up there enjoying like, yeah, I like this. Band. Yeah. But I was like shaking. Like Jeff Tweedy, like I made eye contact with him. It was nuts. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to give long answers. No, 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 You can give long head. Oh, my God. I love, I love Wilco and I love Jeff Tweedy. Dude, like, it was incredible. If you could see them live, I'd, it's better than, it's better than the record. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, the last concert I went to was a big one. We went to Los Angeles to see The Who and Liam Gallagher. Um, that Wait, was, The Who that was and last, Liam Gallagher? Yes. Liam that's Gallagher opened for The Who. It was amazing. <laughs> And, Incredible. and it was since we were in Los Angeles, it was um, like, obviously, Zach Starkey is the drummer for The Who right now. Mm -hmm. And Ringo Starr's daughter, whose name is Lee, her husband is, his name's Jay Meller, who used to play for Kasabian. He is the guitarist, right, the touring guitarist for Liam Gallagher right now. <laughs> so it, Ringo Starr was in the building, like his grandchildren were in the building, his children were in the building. I was like, that's wild. We're in the, we're in the presence of legend. <laughs> it was, it was an experience. I, again, I was, I was having that same feeling as Ralphie. I was like, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve this. Insane. Um, my favorite, I am going to talk about it because it needs to be talked about. It's what I call the holy trinity of a concert. Um, it was at Shuba's Tavern on April 4th of 2019. And I remember the day because it was my mom's birthday and I begged her to forgive me because I was going to skip her birthday to go to a concert. <laughs> and, um, and Spantine Palace, who were known as something else when they were popular on Vine, but they're from California and they were playing and they were playing with Ceramic Animal, who are two of my favorite bands. And I was so excited to go. And my boyfriend at the time had bought me tickets and he was like, let's go, you know, like it's, it's going to be so much fun. And I was like, woohoo, sure. So we went and we didn't know that there was another band that was going to be playing because on like the, the two had been touring together. So we didn't know there was a third. The third band turned out to be the evening attraction. We didn't know who that was. They're, the reason they were on it was because they were from Chicago, obviously. So they just joined on for like the Indiana show and for the Chicago show. Mm -hmm. And that show changed my life legitimately. Like I love the evening attraction so much. They're a fantastic band. We've gone to see them. Like we talked to them, you know, cause they're, they're real small from Chicago. Like they're, they're like celebrities to me, but they're normal people. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they like work regular jobs and do the evening attraction on the side. And 
they performed first and then ceramic animal and spend time house and there was like everybody was fantastic and as soon as they came off because it was shubas it was real small i don't know if you guys have been to shubas but it's tiny mm -hmm. they like came off and they were in the crowd and every, i'm just like am i dancing next to the guy from ceramic animal like what is happening <laughs> but anyways i literally relive that concert like every day in my mind i wish i could go back in time I think we'd, we could agree the best feeling in the world is when you go to see a band and you don't know the opener and then you end up liking the opener more than the band oh, in retrospect. 100%. For real. Dude, it just wait, enhances the experience. Like, it's like so good. And Janie, I know you're lying. The best concert you've been to is when you saw The Wanted four times. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, actually though, I, as much as I love that Dinosaur Jr. show, I have to shout out. If you guys could see JPEG Mafia live, that shit was insane. He, I saw him at B Kitchen, which is like, that room holds 100 people and it gets hot really fast yeah and he literally dove into the crowd and he did his entire set in the crowd the like he would move around and a mosh pit would follow him it was literally the most i've been to a ton of metal shows that's the most intense pin i've ever been in and everybody was dripping with sweat and he came and i'm not lying he came into the audience afterwards and thanked every single person for being there early and i got a picture with him and i told him because i was telling the truth i was like dude i listen to your album every day when i walk home it's like i, I love it so much and he like he didn't even say anything he just gave me a big hug and he was like thank you and I was like you know he's he's super sweet as aggressive as he is on the mic and in his performances he's like super sweet yeah I have to shout him out oh my god yeah the bass beautiful. player the bass player from the evening attraction whose name is Joey now that I know he like the very first night he like him and his girlfriend I think were like next to to me and my boyfriend and we were like standing there and I was like oh yeah that's the guy that was the bass player and at the end of the show I just sort of like looked at him and like didn't like you know no I didn't like want a picture or anything we, I again didn't know who they were until we had seen that concert so I just looked at him and I was like you guys had a really good set like that, that's just all I wanted to say I was like it just it was fantastic like I love your guys' music I'm gonna go in the car right now and listen to all of your music he was like oh thank you so much and that was it and he like shook my hand and that was it and then like later in the summer because that was april so then like in the summer they had a show i think again at shuba's hammer or maybe lincoln hall i'm not sure and uh we went and of course they were like the actual you know someone open for them and he he, he likes they saw me and my boyfriend again and they like he like came up and he was like oh hey oh so you guys really did like the music I was like, you remember <laughs> me <laughs> i was like yes and he like shook a hand again he like awesome. like you know like gave my boyfriend like a pat oh thanks for like coming out Dude, you had so you. many moments of fame. Just it's serious. Okay, but they're not like properly famous. They are to me, but yeah, you know. You can't say Nick Offerman like is nice not guys. properly famous, though. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was not. luck. That was luck. That was luck. <laughs> I, I didn't. That's dope, I didn't though. choose to be from Manuka. Neither did he. <laughs> I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to be under on this, but do you guys know the ex the experimental band Wolf Eyes? no so i saw them open for daughters wolf eyes music is really harsh in a way it's really weird it like hurts mm -hmm. to listen to sometimes but i knew of them and i wouldn't say i'm a fan of them but i knew of them and i listened to them quite a few times and when i saw i saw them open for daughters they didn't even say who they were when they came out they just started playing and during their live shows the dude like made an instrument he has like a saxophone reed and he literally connects different qvc pipes to it and they all make different yeah. sounds and you could tell he's just having a fun time up there just like Whoa. over these just harsh noise just like playing this weird horn that he made and i remember like the whole show like he kept just like switching out the pipes but when he got everyone 
was when he took out two of them and he started playing them at the same time and he went up and everyone was everyone was screaming we were like oh my god he did both times at once so afterwards i go up he's at the merch table no one like everybody's walking up to the other opener no one is walking near him and i walk up and i look at the cds and i'm like this is wolf eyes i was like i know i know them what the fuck and i was like hey man i really liked your show and he was like thank you and this is when i realized that on stage and right now he was high out of his mind because i was like can i get a picture and he took out his phone and took a picture of us and i was like i can't get that <laughs> and i was like like now i'm just on that guy's phone he probably deleted it the next day like he literally like took out his phone and like like took a picture and i was like no that's not i take <laughs> and then i was like i don't have a lot of money man but like i was so happy from that like i was laughing i gave him five dollars and like all the stuff in the merch table was like 10 or above and he handed me a cd and i was like no i don't want and he's like dude <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> so if wolf eyes ever come back i've totally seen them <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sick. <laughs> that's an amazing experience. I, I don't know that. what he was high off of, but <laughs> <laughs> love it. We will move on though to number four now. We're gonna take it from that high to kind of a low, but kind of something with the yearning. Number four, one artist to bring back from death. Who would it be? Wesley Willis. George Harrison. George Harrison. Yes. And I haven't heard of Wesley Willis. Have you heard the song Rock and Roll McDonald's? Yes. That's him. Uh, he oh. uh, literally, all of his songs were just on like a Yamaha keyboard using the loops on there. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, they're not that good, but like, I love him just because I think his art is so, uh, it's really expressive because he had like, in, he died of schizophrenia. Like he was mm-hmm. like, he like lost his fucking mind because he was schizophrenic. And yeah. you could hear it in his music. Like this guy is like, not right. But like, just that when you hear what he did and even if you look at his like physical art i did a whole project on him for one of my other classes and weirdly enough the professor knew him the professor was like i used to go to this bar and he would play there like every weekend and he had hundreds of tapes hundreds of tapes in this box and he would just play songs off these tapes so that probably means he had all these songs that we didn't hear and granted they were not necessarily good like he made like i whooped batman's ass is one of his songs i whooped spider-man's ass is another song he whooped a lot of ass but uh <laughs> He was the daddy of rock and roll. And if you go to Reggie's, they actually have a really big sign for him. Like, rest in peace, Wesley Willis. So, wow. yeah. I love him. He inspires me a lot. And rock and roll McDonald's is hilarious. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. Then we'll move straight into number five. The number one song we would find on your road trip playlist. Rock and roll star, Oasis. <gasps> yes. Oh my, I can listen to that's that song. That's a good, that's a good, like, day. windows down, driving. Yeah, that's a good, just, like, you know, top-down, blaring song. Yeah. Especially, like, slow, maybe even slow riding in the city, just, like, listen yeah. to that. Oh. That's good one. If I'm driving, I like to drive fast. So, mm-hmm. and I know you said one, but it's a split between Highway Star by Deep Purple, Wicked by Future, which I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. or, um there's a racing game called Ridge Racer 4 and there's a song called Move Me from that soundtrack. And if mm-hmm. I hear that song, I will seriously, I'm not lying, I will drive 30 miles per hour faster. <laughs> I've calculated, I've I looked love it. at my speedometer. I love it. It's be- no, like no matter what street I'm on, I just can't yeah. help but speed up. <laughs> so, so if you're driving near a school, you'll go from 20 to 50? 
Yeah, if there's not a lot of stop signs, absolutely. And I don't even stop at stop signs to begin with. I'm not going to lie. Please come find me. My fucking, I'm not going to say my license plate number. <laughs> I already don't stop at stop signs to begin with. Like I roll through them. Like I hit the brakes and I look and I'm like, oh, nobody's there. No cap, you no know? stop. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> this is terrible yeah. advice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I was going like 70 and a 40 and listening to that song. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a good song, dude. Look up "Move Me" from the Ridge Racer Type Four soundtrack and tell me. Tell me. I think it's like exactly forty-eight seconds in that you wouldn't speed up. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm not, not gonna try speeding up, but I will listen to the song and Thank tell you, you I feel it. <laughs> yeah, but Highway Star is like the quintessential so road sick. trip song. It's <laughs> so, so sick. cool. It's six and a half minutes or whatever of like just pure bliss it's so good just just dudes rocking out about driving really fast exactly <laughs> like how do you not drive fast to that song <laughs> exactly and we'll move on to number six then your least preferred genre or style of music ralph do you want to answer this one at the same time yeah one two three country country <laughs> <laughs> what about you Ryland? what do you not like <laughs> shit i don't know the country then get the <laughs> <laughs> no the thing is i i mean i don't like contemporary country like the you know the shit that's put being put out now but i've always been a fan of old country and folk music and all this stuff yeah i mean it's just so beautiful right yeah no i get down with johnny cash exactly yeah. yeah i mean i i really can't pick one maybe if i have to i would say like screamo Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I can't... Ha- I mean, I can do, like, you know, classical, like, heavy metal stuff. Yeah. But I cannot do, like, big, like, death metal or screamo stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Number seven, then. A song that can make you cry instantly or just, you know, hit you in the feels. Never Meant by American Football is the number one song I've cried to, probably. That song is... oh. Have you ever seen the video? A guy plays both parts on two different guitars. No, top, dude. So he, plays, he plays both parts on two different guitars, and the top comment on that song or on that video is literally, "This guy is really sad." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. I need to go watch it now. Yeah. If I need a good cry, if I message you guys and I'm like sobbing in my room at three in the morning. That whole album, was, that whole album, though, is like cry song after cry song, but specifically that song. Yeah, no, that album is... It hits in, like a truck, dude. <laughs> yeah, it hits you like a freight train. Yeah. Uh, mine is a classical piece, because those always get me crying. Uh, Nimrod from the Enigma Variations by uh, Edward Elgar, who I don't remember when he did it. It was a while ago. I listened to a lot of classical music, but it, it got popular because they did a variation of it for um, Dunkirk. Okay. For that yeah. newer movie. And we played Nimrod at, in my high school. When my band director handed it out, he was like, has anybody seen Dunkirk? And I was like, yes, of course. I love that. But I had loved Enigma Variations before that. And he was like, this is Nimrod, which is, and I was like, and I like gasped in the bag and he like looked over at me. He's like, you good? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, okay, let's play it. So we sight read it. And at the end of it, I have a video of me doing it too on Snapchat. At the end of it, we cut off, and he looked right at me, and I literally, I was crying. Like I legitimately was crying. And I took my, I took my, like the mouth, my mouthpiece out. And I looked at my friend, and he was like, and my friend like just loudly in front of everybody, because you know we were like juniors at the time, so we had already established that everybody was reckless in band. And he was like, 
he was like, yeah, Janie stopped playing at about, I don't know, like measure 80. Homegirl was crying the rest of the time. <laughs> I was like, do not call me out like that. My teacher was like, are you okay, Janie? And I was like, no, I already said that. People and then we had asked, to play it. Oh, no, people asked our band director because she was like, do you, I guess she like asks seniors what song do they want and some people want a Nimrod but from what I remember we didn't play it I don't I don't remember too much but I remember I voted for a different one because that's what my friend wanted and he was like vote for this and I was like okay I just remember that we had then we actually had to play it for the spring concert and my band director like made it like it was like a running joke from there on you know like on the night of the concert he like looked over I was like Janie you're gonna make it through you know because like we're at a concert and I was like I'm fine I'm fine okay it was the first time it overwhelmed me we're over it <laughs> beautiful um we'll go into the flip side number eight a song that you can't stop dancing to or you just feel extreme happiness and joy listening to Fool's Gold, The Stone Roses. That's a, a solid choice. If you have it, yeah. It's a... uh, to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. You guys will know that song if you listen to it. You've definitely heard it. Yeah. It's fucking funky, dude. Are also, you... I don't know it off the top of my head. I looked up yeah. Nimrod. We definitely did play that song. That song's really good. You're right. Oh, it's very it's, emotional. It's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Moving on to number nine. And Janie, this is pretty much your specialty. Your favorite movie soundtrack and movie score? This is this was the comma answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie, I don't know if you want to go first. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's quick. I, I I don't think you guys watch anime, but for, before an anime, there's an an opening, so it's like a two minute song, and they just like animate the characters. I love anime openings. I always have, and I always will. So anime openings. If I had to pick one, the Cowboy Bebop one. Yes. Oh my God, that. That's, it's so good. It is so good. That one. The the entire soundtrack of Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo are my answer. Was there a um, score that I you gave, had, actually? Or um, was it just part of that? Oh, yeah. I guess that was my answer. If I had to pick one, uh, Clockwork Orange comes to mind. That's terrifying. That is That's haunting. Good That's a good yeah. one. Um, I, gave my, I gave the winner to uh, Howard Shore for the Two Towers. Lord of the Rings Two Towers. The introduction of the the theme to Rohan, fantastic. It's just amazing. All around fantastic. I did have two honorable mentions. I guess I should say three because I talked about Sweet Francais already. So I feel mm-hmm. like he should just be on there. I didn't list him originally. I think yeah. that guy's name is, no, I have to check. It's like Raul something. Um, that one's great. But uh, Harry Gregson Williams did the first two Chronicles of Narnia. Amazing. 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 That's it. You just, mm-hmm. you can't beat that. Patrick Doyle did uh, Harry Potter Goblet of Fire. Arguably the best of the seven, I'll say. So those are mine. I would agree. I guess it wasn't as long. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my favorite book for Harry Potter, but the best, I think the best movie is the first one. Yeah, the first one is, is mm-hmm. uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. But the fourth book is fire. Literal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, that was perfect. All, that was all I had. So that was Believe it or not, I, could, I probably could have listed like 50. What about you, Rylan? You, I feel bad. You're always asking the questions. What are your answers? What are your... <laughs> <laughs> um, I cannot pick a movie soundtrack just because it's impossible for me because there's a lot. I mean, there's so many that I could pick, but I could definitely pick a score. My favorite score um, has to be Nicholas Bertel's If Beale Street Could Talk score. That movie in itself is just yeah 
insanely good, but the score just takes it to a whole new level. Like that is one of the few scores that I will listen to on its own and start bawling to. Not even because of its place in the scene, but like just the emotion behind the music itself. Holy shit. It is incredible. Shit. I don't know about movie soundtrack. I mean, I think the one I like relate to the most, I guess, or like like the most would probably be the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World soundtrack. (laughs) That one is so good. Because it's full of bops. It's so good. Yeah. Like, because you have like the original music and you have um, yeah, like no. you have all I, these like other songs in there and shit and it's I agree. so sick yeah, and the fact sick. that Beck was on that record oh I think I'll run with uh, that I realized I didn't pick a soundtrack oh. uh, most of Edgar Wright's movies have great soundtracks they really Shaun do. of the Dead has a fantastic one mm-hmm. I think I'll have to give it to Shaun of the Dead that one was fantastic yeah, I, if, if either one of you said that Queen movie I would have beat the shit out of you so I'm glad you guys didn't say <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody I like hate Queen for some reason and as much as I hate Queen Baby Driver has a great soundtrack he like picked yeah. the least bad Queen songs which was good because <laughs> well, they were all B-sides yeah, yeah. although now that I'm thinking about the Baby Driver had a damn good soundtrack too yeah, yeah they, I know Edgar Wright doesn't miss that yeah. whole movie is Dude, I fucking wild yeah I mean, yeah I don't watch a lot of movies, but mm-hmm. yeah. No, I cannot pick one. That's why like, I might have to give it to Scott Pilgrim just because it's noisy and imperfect. And just like, it's yeah, just, it's raw. Absolutely. That's what I love about it. It's just... I agree with that. Yeah. Do you guys have like a favorite video game soundtrack? Uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. It's a good um, choice. Last of Us. Both of them. Just because of the classical guitar, like nylon string yeah. stuff that That's um, sick. they play with. Oh, it's so good. I like a I like a lot of the Zelda game soundtracks. That is a, I, those are oh my God. classic. If you bought Skyward Unrelated. Sword, they gave you a CD of a bunch of like Zelda music. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on to number <laughs> ten. Your favorite era of music. So it could be a span of you know a decade or like five years or even just a couple years. But basically, what was your favorite era of music where you feel like you know everything that was being released was just hit after hit after hit. And it was a really a golden age. Can I be controversial? Yes. The, the 2010s. <laughs> no, no. I've heard people say the 2010s on this podcast uh, before. Oh, oh, thank God. No, yeah. I just, it makes me happy because there was like, so, because like, I, I don't know. When I think about the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, I think about rock music. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think about hip hop too and stuff. But when yeah. I think about like the 2010s, like literally everybody had something to shine with because of streaming and stuff. And, like, I like music from all times, but, like, when I think about, like, the stuff that I really like, like, experimental weird shit, like, Mm -hmm. the 2010s, we were thriving. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, definitely. I am going to say, like, the Britpop 90s, because those bands did not miss. Oasis, The Verve, Pulp, Blur, Supergrass. I mean, that was... And then even into like the late nineties, they're like that was when Kaiser Chiefs and like Kasabian mm-hmm. joined. You know, they joined yeah, late. So absolutely amazing. I mean, I think just like Britpop, you know, in like those I like that, that early term. 90s. I feel like it's a bit weird name because it, I, I don't know. I feel like in this day and if they had become popular now, you definitely would just say Oasis is like alternative rock or you yeah. know yeah. like. But that, that's Britpop what they are. But like, like a, I mean, back then, I think this say, is the only thing they could term them as. 
Yeah, and if you if I said Britpop to people who I knew knew nothing about music, mm-hmm. they they would think like the Spice Girls, you know, like no, <laughs> that's like, true actually. Like, and like, like imagine if think like imagine if we no, called the the Strokes American rock, like someone yeah, would be exactly. like, shut the fuck up, exactly. Julia Casablancas would be like, shut the fuck up. Julia Casablancas would probably be the most pissed person. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, but I mean, Lou Reed would climb out of the grave and punch you in the face. <laughs> Lou Reed's dead, right? I'm not, I'm not tripping there. Lou yeah, it's 2013. He died in 2013. Yeah. Rest in yeah. peace, homie. Yeah. Rest no, but um, yeah. I mean, the alternative rock scene in the UK from Fantastic. the 90s, they don't miss even to the 2000s. Again, like you said, with Arctic Monkeys and um, yeah, the Kooks, Mystery the, Jets, everyone, the Wombats, oh even. Yeah. They have an they don't existentialism. Miss. I'm you, you can keep naming bands artists. It's insane. I know exactly. they don't miss. Ryland, this is all I listen to. I'm you so, look I at my know. Spotify, I, it's just that. <laughs> I know we've vibed over the mystery jets. <laughs> was was Interpol was from Britain or were they from here? Like yeah. Oh no, different. American. They're from Manhattan. What? Whoa! Oh, damn! I just fucked up the whole riff you guys had going there. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Are you um, know what another thing like yeah. like just talk about blur for a hot second i feel like so many people now that like the gorillas i know they're very different mm-hmm. but don't appreciate the fact that like if you like the gorillas i promise you you'll like blur because it's damon alburn it's the same guy that, that's funny because I it's love the same guy it's totally different to blur it's totally different music but it's the same guy it's completely it's different music, but it's but it's damon alburn and yeah. i love the man like, exactly. i've heard i've heard the I one song it. that everybody knows by them what like song two? Yeah, I actually don't yeah. really like that song. So that it kind of, I think that's what it's, stopped me. But I'm sure that's yeah, nothing no. like the you, other stuff. That's no, why I got popular. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I'll, I'll go listen to Blur after this. Yeah, go listen to Thirteen. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, and with that, we're gonna move to our final question. Your greatest album. So it's an album where you know you can listen to it front to back, um, no skipping and it's so important to you you can never get tired of it which album is that for you too you're living all over you by dinosaur jr that record is insane it's just so good just the sounds on it just sonically i love the lyrics but just sonically it it i know i couldn't sing every word on that album but i could sing every guitar riff and bass line for you if you played it on i could go boom 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 like along to the whole thing it's so good it's so good it just connects with me on a different level yeah yeah um, I, if I have to give a real one, I'd probably say like a hard day's night or something. Cause I, I love the Beatles, but, yeah. um, one that's kind of like silly. I don't know if it really counts as an album, but like, I could listen to the Chesterfield broadcast with like Glenn Miller and the Andrew sisters, like every day of my life until I die. I would count that. I would definitely count that. So then that one, something. I'm definitely yeah. going with that one. The Chesterfield broadcast, Glenn Miller. <laughs> Very cool. I'd like have like a whole list of like albums like that though. And if we were talking about the strokes, I have to bring up that is this it is like beyond my understanding of how it's such a masterpiece because like mm-hmm. it's like so many things, but at the same time, there's just this like attitude and like just the way that it's mixed and just the way that it sounds. I'm like, I feel like I'm in New York and it's 2001 and I'm like asking someone for a cigarette and I hate my it's life. So it's so vivid. It, it is so vivid and transcendental. Oh my goodness. And, and it has two album covers. I love album covers. And both of them are incredible because one of them is really yeah. cool and one of them is an ass. So it's like, <laughs> it's over. 
<laughs> honestly. honestly. I, I, have, I have two CDs because I have both album covers. <laughs> nice. As you should. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And with that final question, we are done with the soundtracks of our lives. Yeah. Thank you so much thanks for, for being us. on this was you, insanely so this is just so much fun <laughs> i'm happy that you that you requested i remember when you first posted it i was like man I, I literally thought to myself man i would love to be on that if he did like me and janie that'd be so cool mm-hmm. and, it and happened, i remember this too because so. i had i had said i slowed up that one time you had posted the mystery jets i was like oh my god i love the mystery jets and you were like i totally need to have you on the podcast and i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah no i so cool like I was thinking about, it. I was like, to have either one of you on this podcast would be insane, but there's no way I couldn't have both of you on together. Yeah. The, the same We're better together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the three of us are just better together. We're a package yeah. deal. We're like, yeah. we're like Twinkies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. No, it, I mean, this was a blast. I had so Absolutely. much fun. Um, before we actually part ways though, I'm going to, you know, roll out the red carpet for you. This is your time to plug in, you know, shamelessly plug in anything that you want. Um, you know, just if you have anything to promote, share. I've had people give advice in this section before. So <laughs> if you want to do that, go for it. Whatever you want to do, this is your time. Ralphie, replug the rat tapes. Oh, so rat tapes. Yeah. Spell it we correctly. Make- we make cassette tapes. I'm not going to spell it again because I'm too embarrassed. I'll uh, spell it. R-A-T-T-A-P-E-S dot com. Yeah, we have, we have two albums out by now. I made both of them. If I guess if, if I'm going to plug anything, I make music under the name Moosin. I put out an album called River Child last year. And literally last week, I put out an album under the name Bread Getter. And it's called Thousand Year Bread Grind. Moosin is like really lo-fi like sad emo music and bread getter is very abrasive stupid goofy trap music so if you like that check it out or don't <laughs> i don't really care <laughs> you know what no actually i take it back my plug delete everything else i said my plug don't do whatever janie tells you <laughs> <laughs> okay is it my turn yes yeah. go check out my friend ralphie uh, get, get don't make me feel bad <laughs> R-A-T-T-A-P-E-S. <laughs> Ryland, I think you could just Ryland, I want you to I want you to hit the space bar in Pro Tools and delete it all. Yeah, we're just not gonna have an episode. <laughs> yeah. I just oh instead God. I want you to just just cut all of our like like our breathing. <laughs> just make it just all of our <laughs> just the whoops. <laughs> Cut all the words and just make it the sounds. <laughs> like you see how they do that with Michael Jackson? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtracks of our breaths. Actually just cut together all of Ralphie's burps. The soundtracks <laughs> of our burping. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack of a Don Alfredo burrito 30 minutes after. <laughs> How many variations oh of the name have we made in this episode? Do people ever know. be like, "Oh, the soundtrack of this," or is that just oh, us hell no. idiots? No, this is this this is just us. But I wouldn't have it any other way. It's <laughs> legendary. Yeah. I don't have anything to plug. Damn, I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to plug that. Guys. I want to. This is my formal uh, plea to have me and Ralphie back. 
fist fight. <laughs> invite us back so we can argue. <laughs> invite you back? Well, we've already talked about everything. Oh, yeah. You have to <laughs> yeah. come up with brand new questions yeah, for, brand just new for questions. us. I hate that, though. This format's working so well. <laughs> A season finale. New question. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oof. You should just have, you should just have uh, an episode called the soundtracks of what did you guys eat 10 minutes before the podcast <laughs> and it's like a three minute like it's that's like dude, that's your patreon bonus episode they get to hear Janie be like so my parents like the ramones so before this i ate a cheeseburger like that doesn't make sense Janie, but <laughs> go off i guess i don't know <laughs> that's insane like, <laughs> you gotta get I dave dolak have- on here oh my god Honestly. if i can get dave dolak on here that'd be incredible um <laughs> Yeah, that would it would really be amazing. Yeah. I would I would pay you, not even a joke. I would send you money. Bro, send Dave his email. Send Dave an email. And get um, him to come on with that like jester hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, I still have that picture saved on my computer. I refuse to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> sick. But if we are done and there's no more plugs and nothing else to say, <laughs> this has been it god I, I i have no i'm speechless just because this was we incredible yeah we most of the time they're speechless because they're annoyed with us <laughs> they're just like just please stop <laughs> honestly no but so this was to, uh... <laughs> no but seriously That's probably this dave was every minute incredible. of class yeah. he's probably like well ralphie and Janie, shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he would look Ryland at me and i would be... and mind his own business <laughs> no no me and Ryland. No, you see, me and you would be loud for two hours, and then me and Ryland would fall asleep for the rest of class. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. That was always my favorite. I'd be writing notes like diligently, and I'd like look over, and Ryland would be like, and I'd be like, he's, "I'm gonna let him be. Dude, I'm gonna leave him." Ryland be. I'm was a peaceful a sleeper, with- but I would like jitter back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were troubled, man. I wouldn't even know Dude, like, what to do. I'd be like, "Should I, I wake no, him up?" Yeah. No i'll just yeah thanks janie yeah i guess so it'd be me and it was always me sitting in the middle too so it'd always be me sitting in the middle of you guys rylan would be falling backwards in his chair and you would be like oh (laughs) (laughs) i sleep like i'm possessed oh my god i probably am on the table honestly yeah writing down the notes (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah this has been a blast I have no words. This has been incredible. Of course, I love you two both dearly. And to all of our listeners, um, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. You don't know how much this means to me, you know, that I get to do this, sit with my friends and just just have great conversations and just laugh and have fun. If you're listening on Spotify, you know, give us a like, give us a follow. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review i would love to hear what you have to say janie ralphie again thank you so much for agreeing to do this and agreeing to be here thank you for having us thank you